Hello everybody, welcome back to the Nick Asylum Podcast. I know from here on out, I am fucking going to use my computer because my phone is acting like freaking garbage. I need to get a new phone and this new freaking port that's connected into my phone that's recording this freaking episode. I know it's a pain in the freaking ass. So, this is my final episode of Season 2. It's going to be a while since I upload Season 3 because... You know, there's a lot that needs to be, like, recorded. I need to work on other things, like getting my life together and other things. So, I will be back with Season 3, but I don't know when that's going to be just yet. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll start it in December, December 1st, maybe. Because that's when my album drops, and then I might have Brandon on the podcast so we could talk about how shit this year is from our perspective and what happened in the world. I mean, there's a lot to talk about that's happened from January all the way to fucking December. So I'm going to wait until December to fucking hop Brandon on the podcast. Hopefully we're still alive by then. You never know with life. So in today's episode, since it's the final, I wanted to give y'all a banger. It's a little bit of drama, but I would I want to tell the story because it's been with me for a couple years, for 20 years now, and I think it's time for me to tell this story and pretty much get past it and be done with it forever. I'm going to tell the truth and nothing but the truth, so I know it's my point of view and my opinion, but it's also the truth, and I'm not going to hold back not one little bit. So the story today is the history behind the beef, Nick versus Robbie. A lot of people, man, some reason they're tuned into this story. I can get on Facebook Live for different fucking things, right, and barely get any views. But the fucking moment I said the reason why me and Robbie ain't family anymore, fucking shitload of views, shitload of comments. It's ridiculous. Me and Robbie, we were like a force to be reckoned with. You wouldn't know who Robbie was without knowing me, and you wouldn't know who I was without knowing Robbie. We were like thick as thieves, man. Literally. Everybody know me and him more than they would know me and Michael or me and Brandon or me and Matthew. Like, you know, because I've known Robbie for shitload of years. Don't get me wrong. I've known Brandon since I was in seventh grade. Well, eighth grade, actually. No, I've known Brandon when I was in seventh grade. I met Sean when I was in eighth grade because Sean was in sixth when I was in eighth. And I also met um, Michael in 2008 in the basketball league. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, Robbie and I, we go back way back. I don't know how my grandma, well, his grandma met my mom. Okay, my mother met his grandma, Miss T. I don't know how they met, whatever. I think mom said she did go to school with Robbie's mom, Heather. But I don't know, you know, exactly. They weren't really friends, so I don't know how this came about or why. But I guess my mom had to work a lot, and, you know, my sister and I needed somewhere to go. So, Miss T, she actually ran a daycare. And those are like one or two people I knew there was like my sister and Dalton Owens and Robbie Shaw. Those are the ones that were there. I also got to meet, like, Robbie's sister, Angel, which she's still really cool to this day, and Bill, his other brother, which, you know, he's he's on a good path. 
so fucking weird because Angel and Bill are complete opposite of Robbie. A hundred percent. They don't even act related at all. It's weird. Very fucking weird because Robbie's a fucking dickbag and then Angel, she's super sweet. Bill, you would think he'd go down the path Robbie went, but since, you know, he had Dale and that woman take care of him, he acts like kind of a nerd a little bit. But, hey, I'd rather him be a nerd than a fucking thug. Or a fake friend. So, we would be at the house, and sometimes she would take us to the pool. She had a pool down the street. There was like a local pool, you know, they had slides, diving boards, different, you know, feet and whatever. They had another one down the street too, which, this is crazy. It wasn't no like big neighborhood. I mean, it was predominantly white. I mean, they had like a golf course in the middle of the neighborhood and then they had a bunch of houses around it and they had like local pools so I mean you could say it's a nice neighborhood but a lot of the houses aren't like super big fucking mansions or nothing but it is what it is so she would take us to the pool sometimes and that'd be about it we'd go back to the house and we would play like um Tomb Raider that was fun or we'd play Duke Nukem which Miss T finally took from us because it's not a very appropriate game to play for people our age. We're not even in fucking school yet. <laughs> um, what else? We played some game that reminded me of uh, Crash Bandicoot Nitro Kart, but it was like in a Disney version. I'll never forget it. But I remember Miss T told Chris to grab the Duke Nukem game. He was 18 at the time. Tells you how long it's been because he's like in his late 30s now. So, I'm like, alright, cool. Whatever, he took the game, he put it up, whatever. I don't really know much. I remember me and Dalton, we made like a uh, little slogan or something. And I, I can't remember, me and him used to say it all the time. Even though we didn't have the game no more, we would say it all the time. Bootylicious, not nutritious. I think that's what it was. We would just chant it to each other all the time. I don't know where the fuck it came from. But it is what it is. As far as me and Dalton, we don't really talk like that. But we do look at each, look at each other's Instagram stories every once in a while. And uh, yeah, that shit's crazy, man. So, I don't know really much after that. Let's kind of like fast forward a little bit. My sister, somebody at her school, Nass Central Middle, got stabbed. So mom's like, yo, can we find another school to go to? And a lady at her work was like, yo, why don't you send your kids to Red Oak? My mom's like, Red Oak? She was like, yeah, the middle school is right there by the elementary school. So your daughter can literally walk from the middle school to go pick him up at the elementary school. Let me tell you guys, it ain't that close of a walk. They are right near each other, but it ain't that motherfucking close of a walk, especially for a sixth grader. There's no fucking way in hell my sister would walk all the way over there and my mom would pick me up and her at the middle school. I can't think of one time my sister actually fucking walked that. That's kind of a long distance. Let me tell you guys, I'm 23 years old and I ran cross country and I was in the top seven. I can easily blow like fucking 18 minutes and three miles. And let me tell you something. Running from the, if I ran from the elementary school to the middle school, of course I'm out of shape. But still, it would take me some time. Because they're really not that close. Even if I walk it, it's still not that close. You know, you can't throw a football and hit the school bus. It ain't that fucking close. No offense, even Tom Brady couldn't throw a football and hit the fucking school bus. Because, you know, the school bus was the closest thing to us. But, yeah, yeah, it ain't that close. 
but mom would pick her up first and then come and get me. So me and Robbie kind of lost contact. And then I went to Red Oak Middle. To be honest with you guys, I have zero ass idea why Robbie Shaw went to Red Oak Middle. And people were like, why? A lot of people that came from Nashville Elementary went to Red Oak Middle and then went to Nash Central High School. See, it was weird because people would go to Nashville Elementary and when they get to middle school, some would go to Nash Central Middle School and some would go to Red Oak Middle School. And then once high school came, they would go to Nash Central High School or Northern Nash. In my case, I went to Northern Nash. But it made zero sense to me. Now think about it, because why would Robbie go to Red Oak Middle, which is further away from his house, than go to Nash Central Middle, which is literally at the end of his neighborhood? Not really at the end of the neighborhood, but you come out of his house, you take a right, and you go all the way to the stop sign. You take a left, you go to that stop sign. There's a funeral home right in front of him. And then you just take a left, and you could already see the trees on the right. And you just go down there a little bit further, like half a mile. And literally, there's a park right there, and then there's Nass Central Middle. So I'm a little confused on why they sent him to Red Oak. That's a further drive than fucking Nass Central Middle. I don't know. So me and uh, me and Robbie, we didn't see each other through elementary school because I went to Red Oak Elementary, and then they split it up. I don't know why they did this. They split it up. Kindergarten through second grade, or yeah, kindergarten through second grade goes to Red Oak Elementary, right? And then third, fourth, and fifth go to Swift Creek. And I'm like, why would they do that? I was in third grade when they did that shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, next year y'all are going to be going to a different school. What? So everybody that was in third, fourth, and fifth grade or was going to be in third grade all had to go to Swift Creek. That's even fucking further. That's out in the BFE, my friends. Let me tell you, at the time where I was living at, that had at least be 20 fucking minutes. Red Oak was about, what, 10, 15? Now I'm driving 20 to 30. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. But Swift Creek was alright. It was a really creepy school. Really fucking creepy. It had a fucking graveyard next to it. I don't know why they had a... <coughs> God, excuse me. I don't know why they had a graveyard next door. That was kind of weird. And everybody kept making up these ghost stories because the school's been around for fucking decades, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew... How old Red Oak has been. Because Red Oak Middle actually was called Red Oak High School. The only reason I know is when you walk in the front door of the school. Right above it's engraved. It says Red Oak High School. And it says from like 1940s to 1960s or 70s. I'm like what the fuck? What? There is no Red Oak High School. It doesn't exist. It's only Red Oak Elementary and Red Oak Middle now. So I guess there was a Red Oak High School at one point. And if you go into Northern Nash and you go in the gymnasium, it says it right there on the left. Like, they competed against fucking Red Oak High School at one time. I was like, that's crazy. And, you know, Northern's been around since the fucking 70s. The bitch is still fucking there. I mean, they have improved. Hopefully they improved their fucking mascot because that motherfucker had a big head, a unibrow, a big-ass fucking nose. And I was like, bro, it looks like they're mocking a mascot, not fucking... Acting like this is ours. I mean, he would have normal fucking arms. You'd see this guy. He would have this big ass fucking head. And then he'd have these normal little ass arms. I'm like, what the fuck kind of shit is this? You're supposed to be a knight. That doesn't look like a fucking knight to me. I'm getting off topic. 
So Robbie and I, they had this thing in the morning where it was bleachers. You would have to sit on the bleachers, right? And Red Oak, they separated them. You would have 8th grade right where the bleachers is right there by the door. 6th grade would be you would have to come in the door and take a left and go past 8th graders. And then you'd sit with all the 6th graders, right? And then the 7th graders, you come in the door and you go straight and you go to those bleachers. And then they would let the kids out. It was like almost like Corona at the time, even though it wasn't. It was like, okay, all 8th graders over here, 7th graders over there, 6th graders over there, coronavirus is here. No, it wasn't. Coronavirus wasn't there, obviously. Corona wouldn't come until fucking years, years later. So um, I went to Red Oak, and I don't remember why we were sitting on the bleachers close to the door. I don't know if it was a basketball game or something, but Robbie was beside me, and then Rodney Mitchell was beside him. Him and Rodney Mitchell used to hang out a lot. But I was like, what's up, Robbie? I don't remember how I knew who he was because, you know, Robbie has long hair now. And, you know, he's wearing like an Echo jacket and he's dating a girl named Tabitha Hawkins, right? So I'm like, what's up, Robbie? He said, what's up, bro? He's like all cool, calm, and collective. He's not at it. He's not the dickhead he is today. He's just super fucking calm. And I'm like, damn. All right, well, fuck. Like, that's 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 dope, whatever. So me and Robbie, we really didn't speak through middle school besides that one encounter. We never really had classes together at all. Like, the way the hallways were set up, yes, this hall, this one hallway is dedicated to all 6th graders, but you would have three blocks. So you would have four teachers in this block, four teachers in the second block, and four teachers in the third block. So me and Robbie would never see each other because he would be in the third block all day, and I would be in the first block all day, you know, because all the teachers are there together. You have, on the left side... I think I had Mr. Lasco, Mr. Miss Godwin, and then right across the hall from him, I had Mr. Maring and Miss Collins. But my shit got separated, and I started failing Miss Collins' class, and I wasn't really good at Miss Godwin's, and Miss Godwin was a bitch anyways. So me and a couple other students got taken out to get like extra time and stuff, and I ended up having I had Miss Sumner for you know language arts, and then I had Miss Holsworth for math. And it was so weird because I had Mr. Maring for third period, but I ended up having him for fourth period. I might talk about my school experience later on because that might be confusing you guys. And it's supposed to be about Robbie, not about school. But me and Robbie, we didn't really talk in middle school. So I think about ninth grade happened or close to it. I was cool with this girl named Courtney Crowdock. This was before she became a fucking bitch. Um... She was super nice and everything. She started dating Robbie. And I was going through a dark part in my life, like a really dark moment in my life. And she was like talking to me. And then I guess Robbie wanted to know. And so me and Robbie started talking on the phone, right? And this is probably the first time me and Robbie have talked since that, you know, situation with the dapping each other up. And that was in seventh grade. So this is two years later, right? So we talk, whatever. That comes to an end. You know, my life is getting better or whatever. So Robbie messages me one day and was like, hey, man, you should come hang out with me sometime. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So his mama was living in a little house with his sister and him. He had a friend from Virginia, which is hilarious now because I'm like, God, you drive all the way from Virginia to get here? Holy shit, that's going to be me in a few years. 
<laughs> Dead ass. It's me now. I'm driving from Virginia to North Carolina, but Mark is closer than I am. Mark is on the east side of Virginia. I'm on the west side of Virginia, which is funny because when you tell people Western Virginia, they automatically assume West Virginia. I'm like, no, 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 no. Virginia has an eastern and a western side. North Carolina has an eastern western side, and it gets people confused because the eastern side of anything, whether it's Virginia or North Carolina, is the beach. It's the beach, it's the beach, the beach. If you go to the western side, it's mountains and stuff. So, like, if y'all go to the Science Museum in Raleigh, you'll see how one area it looks like the beach, and then the further you go, they start having, like, these mountains and stuff. Matt was telling me all about it because he was volunteering there. Or I think he was working there, volunteering there. And it, it was so crazy. So we go and I hang out with Robbie. We spend the night, whatever. We have a good time. Everything's Gucci. Well, later on down the road, Robbie ended up getting in trouble in school. Robbie flunked in ninth grade three times. He got uh, arrested for possession of cocaine and marijuana in school. So he got on house arrest. So I told Robbie, like, man, you need to get your life straight, bro. Like, me and him weren't really super close, but I was like, God damn, am I hanging out with a felon? I'm like, bro, like, you need to get your life together, man. Like, get it together, dude. And then me and Robbie, we'd smoke together, you know. I introduced him to Michael. We would always just chill in the yard and sit in the back of Michael's truck, or we would go to the store and whatever. So that that was all Gucci. Like, we just hung out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Me, him, and Michael, we would just chill. And just have a good time and vibe and just live life. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, 2013 happened. Okay? So, there's this girl I used to date. Brandon used to date her too. Her name was Rebecca Lanier. She's one of those girls that like to play with your heart and then like make up stuff. And then try to get you in trouble with the law and all that other stuff. She's one of those chicks, right? She's bad news. And so, <laughs> so me and her weren't dating anymore. And at the time, there was this guy named JT Joyner. He, his brain's like a big mush pile now, man. The guy's been in and out of jail, and he just, I had him on the podcast one time with Eric, and Eric and him don't see eye to eye, and JT really didn't say much. He just sounded like he was stoned out of his mind. But at this time period, he was a clear-minded individual, now, now you look at him, he's probably high all the time, don't know what's going on, he's been in jail lately. I mean, he hopped in a lady's car and held her at gunpoint, and she knew who he was because he didn't wear a mask. And he robbed her, and he hopped back in his car, and he got arrested and only a couple minutes later, so... <laughs> if you're gonna rob somebody, wear a fucking mask. So, at this time, it was a 2013, I'm just chilling, it's about 1 in the morning, right? And I'm just... I'm vibing, you know what I'm saying? And I get a message on Facebook from JT Joyner. I'm like, who's JT Joyner? I don't know who he is. And I look, and it's just this big, long, disrespectful message to me. I'm going to see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find the beef that happened. It was very hella disrespectful. I was like, what the fuck? It was talking about Rebecca, and I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking talk to Rebecca like that, dude, like, you're tripping, he was, let's see, oh, wow, it actually has it up there, oh, no, 
Never mind, this is when me and JT got cool. He sent me his music, and this was when he was fucking with music. Okay, so we don't have the conversation anymore. Okay. So JT was pretty much telling me, like, Rebecca was telling him that I beat it on her and all this other stuff, which never happened. I never whooped up on that girl at all. You know, I'm not that crazy, especially a girl that can get you in some serious trouble by just talking about a lie. Fuck that, no. So... I was already done with her. See, well, why she was pissed off at me is because she dated Brandon first, and then me and her got an argument, and then me and her dated later on down the road, and then she cheated on me with my boy Brandon, and it just caused a lot of controversy in between me and him. So I cheated on her with Caitlin Woodruff to get back at her. And for some reason, it bothered her heavily. Like, it bothered Rebecca so fucking bad, like... For there on out, all she did was fucking just tarnish my name. Every moment she had, any time somebody brought up Nick Adams, she would do anything to tarnish my legacy. I mean, she dated my boy Brent Rowland, and he's like, oh, I feel so bad for dating one of your exes. But I'm like, dude, let me tell you something, Brent. Stop beating yourself up about dating a girl that I have no feelings for at all. You know, I had a little bit of feelings for her when I was dating her, but... It's whatever. And he was like, yeah, but I also dated Samantha, too. I said, look, bro, that's okay, Brent. That's okay because I know how loyal you really are. I'm not going to sit here and tell you how bad these girls are. I might give you a little bit of a you know, piece of advice. A piece of advice. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell you who you should and shouldn't date, my friend. Do not feel bad because you dated Rebecca Lanier or dated Samantha Denise. Believe me, dog. That's something that you should not ever have to feel bad about. You learned the hard way with Rebecca and Samantha. I didn't expect that one to be... I didn't expect her to fucking shit on you because of your height. That makes zero ass sense. You know, my girlfriend, she's 4'9". Four 4'9". Four <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You know, I never, I don't, I never understood that. But... I'm getting off the topic of Robbie. So, at the time period, JT and I were arguing back and forth at that night. Well, JT puts a post about me on his Facebook, and Robbie sees it. And Robbie, you know, just being the cool friend he was, this was my fault, 100%. He was like, look, man, I've seen JT fight, and, you know, you might not want that, my friend, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, JT weighed a little bit more than I did, and he was taller. So, Robbie automatically assumed, he was like, look, he's taller than Nick, I've seen this guy fight before. I've never seen Nick fight. So he was already putting odds against me. And I was like, who fucking side are you on? And he was like, I'm on nobody's side, man. I said, bro, I will beat your fucking ass. You fucking become a rival. Excuse me. I said, I'll beat your fucking ass. After that, man, it was a spiral beef in between me and Robbie. That night he wrote this long ass message about how I'm a piece of shit and all this other stuff. He wrote about me on Twitter. I'm still up there to this day. I think on Brianne Bent's picture, I didn't see it until like a um, last year. It was a picture she took of me in class, and she tagged it, and he said some shit underneath it. He was like, man, fuck that dude. He's a bitch. See, Robbie always wanted me to go fight him at his grandma's house. And let me give you two reasons why I never did that. Because one, I don't want him to get the advantage of calling the police on me and having me arrested. Because you got to think. Robbie was on house arrest at that moment. You know, he was on house arrest. So I understood why he couldn't leave. 
but that doesn't that doesn't excuse you know all the times years later. So he was always like, "Hey man, come fight me at my house, you fucking pussy." So he would talk shit online, and then he would try to get me to come to his house. I think this was probably before house arrest, because I remember they were at the mall parking lot, and Michael, you know, circled around and we taunted him, and you know, <clears throat> he was like, "You won't get out of the car and fight." And the moment I was about to get out of the car and fight this motherfucker in the middle of the mall parking lot in the middle of the night, security came. I was like, fuck, we got to get out of here. And I remember going back to my vehicle and Michael met up with Robbie at um, Battle Park. And I'm like, all right, Battle Park's the best place. Nobody's going to be out there. So I hop in my car real quick. <clears throat> Michael said he's out there talking to him at the movie theater and that they're going to meet at Battle Park, which is across the street. I said, fuck it, we'll just go to Battle Park. Well, they weren't there. They went on home. Carrie took him on home. Whatever. I was like, "Well, you're you're a lucky little bitch, right?" So Robbie got on house arrest. I laughed about it because of um because of the cocaine and whatever possession, right? So I'm like, "Okay." So Robbie had this girlfriend he was dating at the time. Her name her name was Carrie Atwood, Atwater, or I think something like that. And I was like, "Okay." She was a little ratchet-ass, dirty fucking bitch, man. She was, mm, ugh. She mainly, she mainly liked black guys, so it kind of threw me off when she was dating Robbie. Like, no offense, like, you date who you want to date, but, like, all the guys I've seen her date and associate with were black. So it kind of blew my mind that she was actually hooking up, hooking up with a white guy. You know what I'm saying? Same with that Michaela chick. She's married to a white guy and has a child with them. And I'm like, what? This bitch dated nothing but black dudes as long as I've known her. So it's kind of weird how that switches up, right? Nothing wrong with dating black dudes. It was just threw my mind off that Robbie's not black. Why is, why is she dating him? But she was a ratchet-ass bitch anyways. So she was working at Harris Teeter. And Michael's like, hey, you want to go to Harris Teeter and I'll show you who she is? And I was like, yeah. She's already seen Michael, so she already knew what was up. So we go on to Harris Teeter, and she's at the customer service desk, right? Oh, my God. So me and Michael, we buy some shit in the Harris Teeter, and we come up to the register that's, like, not the closest to her, but it's the second closest, and I'm looking right at her. She notices Michael because she's standing there doing nothing. She notices Michael, and she sees me staring dead ass at her. I'm like dead ass, straight face, looking at her. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth, are you Nick? I said, damn right I am. (laughs) Damn right I am. And let me tell you, this girl went from being cool, calm, collective to, let me tell you something, motherfucker. You ain't gonna come in my job and try to freaking uh, intimidate me. Blah, 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 blah. She was like, can I hurry up and get off work now? She was like, you got 10 minutes left. She was like, look, I'll make up that 10 minutes tomorrow. I'll stay over 10 minutes tomorrow. When my shift is over, I'll stay an extra 10 minutes. <laughs> I laugh, man. We packed our stuff. We were going to the car. She was like following us out the store, being like ratchet as hell, loud as fuck. I'm like... You must not really care about your Harris Teeter job, bitch, because you're fucking over here leaving 10 minutes early because of us, and then you're going to sit here and fucking bicker back and forth in the parking lot. And then we put the stuff in the car. I was like, so what's up? She was like, you going to fucking hit me? I'm like, no, girl, I ain't going to fucking hit you. I ain't stupid. I don't hit women, dumb bitch. Even though I like to run you over with your own fucking car, I'm not going to hit you, no. 
And then <clears throat> we got in the car. <laughs> She's over there calling Robbie on her phone. She's like throwing her hands up, like being all ratchet in the parking lot, talking to Robbie. And I'm like, God, he could do so much better. Even Michael's looking at me like, mmm. Mm. I think we drove Michael's truck, so I'm in the passenger seat. And then I get a uh, text from Robbie, you leave my girlfriend alone, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I was like, bitch, you don't even know how to kill nobody. The only thing you know how to kill is a line of cocaine. Get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> so for the longest time, bro, we would fucking troll Robbie. It was just a back and forth beef. I think one time we picked up a guy named Tim Medlin. He hated Robbie. He hated Robbie, too. So we bought eggs at Sheets and we egged his house. <laughs> Robbie said he knew he, we did it. So I, I give him props for not calling the police for us egging the shit out of his house. I didn't even know he knew. I threw like my eggs mainly on the top of the roof where they could not be seen. So his grandparents couldn't complain because his granddaddy's a fucking dickhead, right? And he'd be quick to call the law. His grandma, you know, she really would be super nice about it. But his granddaddy and his uncle Chris are assholes. Well, Chris is fine. He's just kind of immature. But his granddaddy's an asshole. <laughs> he got mad at me one time. And he didn't want me to come back over to the house because I... uh was driving away and I grabbed one of the uh this you know the trash cans they had the recycle bin that was the size of the trash bin and it was on wheels so I pulled it and I dropped it in front of the driveway and he saw me do it and it was only a couple feet I dropped it from the yard into the driveway and it was empty and he told Robbie that he never wanted me to come back over to the house but this was after the beef right so he knew me and Robbie were in the beef <clears throat> so, oh yeah no 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 the trash thing happened before his parents his grandparents did not want me to come back over so when me and Robbie got in a beef they were like all right good they're not going to be able to hang out anymore so me and Robbie bickered back and forth for a long time and then we just stopped having contact at all I think once we egged his house we really didn't do anything else I remember as we were leaving the neighborhood a cop passed us and I forgot cops do live in that neighborhood so we hopped out at this gas station this L&L a lot of people won't know but an L&L is a local gas station. We got quite a few of them in Nash County. They're not very known outside of uh, Nash County. Like, they're mainly residing in Nash County. I think there's one in, like, Sandy Cross, close to Wilson, but that's about as far as it goes. You know what I'm saying? So, if y'all don't know what an l and is, it's a gas station. So, we hopped into the car, and we got the fuck out of there, and never really heard nothing about it. So, later on... The year was coming to an end. 2014 was starting. I got in a beef with a guy named Dylan Letchworth and Jason Friedrich. We got in a big fight in uh, February of 2014. And Robbie sent me the video and he was like, look at you looking like a bitch. Because I got sucker punched in the back of the head and I didn't fight the guy back. You know, because I was already right there by my mom. And, you know, I was kind of scared. I mean, I got jumped. And you know, when you're like 17 years old and you ain't never really been jumped before, it's like a fucking shocker, right? Would those guys jump me now? Nah, because they're bitches. It's crazy how these guys went from being bullies to being bitches. I mean, I hit them up in their DMs like all the time. They're all like, nah, 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 and they block me. <laughs> crazy. <clears throat> I end up getting revenge anyway, so it don't matter. So, <laughs> Robbie sent me the video. He's like, oh, you got beat up. I'm like, dude, he threw only like three punches to the back of my fucking head and you can't even see who's in the video all you see is a guy swinging wildly and you can't even fucking see and it didn't even hurt either like if you're gonna beat somebody's ass literally beat somebody's ass 
But don't fight somebody because your buddy has an issue with them. You know, you can really get yourself fucked up from that. And Dylan Paul Letchworth, if you're ever listening to this, you're a bitch and you're weak as shit. And that's why you blocked me, because you're a bitch. Stop trying to use that court situation. Because when he hit me, my mom took him to court, pressed charges against him. He, he, he thought that I had a cop walk me to the bathroom. The only reason the cop walked me to the bathroom, because it was protocol. He said, I can't let you go to the bathroom alone, especially passing him in the hallway. We can't have a fight break out. And that's what he said. He said, we'll both send you to jail for that. I was like, oh, fuck no. So that's why he escorted me to the bathroom. And Dylan, you know, he he holds that against me to this day. He was like, oh, you snitched and called the law. No, I didn't. My mother did. Take it out on her. And you're the one that said it, too. You said, go ahead, call the law. My name is Dylan Letchworth. We would have never been able to call the law if you would have never said your name and you would have never fucking bragged about it. But I mean, whatever. I'll get in. That would be another story for another time. The beef between me and Dylan Letchworth. That would be another story for another time. But I still want to tell him he's a bitch. So Robbie sends me the video of me and Dylan. <clears throat> he's like, "Look, you got your ass beat." I said, "No, I didn't. Fuck you. I'm gonna beat your ass, though." He's like, "Come get it, motherfucker." So we would talk shit back and forth to each other, and then that ended. And then near the end of that year, I think 2014, Robbie's like squashing all his beefs right because there was a beef that he had one time we were at a carnival and six dudes like approached him none of them were the guy that was supposed to be pressing Robbie which let me be honest with you if you have your boys press another guy you're a bitch I don't care what you're in a gang non-gang if you have some another man press the dude that you have a problem with I mean you have six boys Press that one dude, you're a bitch. I mean, if he had, like, homies, too, and you sent your six boys out to press him and his homies, that's understandable. But if you're sending six homies out to press one guy that you could press by yourself, you're a bitch. So, you know, that situation, he, I guess he squashed the beef with him. And so he wanted to squash the beef with me. He's like, look, Nick, just come get on the back porch and whatever. So I, I told my boy Josh McDonald earlier that day, like, let's hang out. And me and him ran into JT Joyner at the mall. And me and JT squashed the beef. And then I got the message from Robbie like, hey, let's squash this beef. So I told Josh, like, stay in the car. But if, you know, anything goes left, hop out of the car and we'll beat the hell out of Robbie together. Or, you know, make sure it's a fair fight. So Josh was sitting in the passenger seat. I got out, went and sat on the porch with Robbie. We hashed everything out. To this day, he didn't know that Josh was in the car. <laughs> I didn't have tinted windows or anything. So me and Robbie, we got cool. And then I took Robbie to the YMCA with me. And I also introduced him into Darkside, Haunted Estates. So Robbie and I would go to the gym together. You know, we would get, you know, pretty big because Robbie lost a lot of muscle mass because he wasn't playing football anymore. This was 2015. So I didn't go to parkour class this day. Me and Robbie just decided to go upstairs and punch on the punching bag and shit. And I knocked it off the wall. And Robert was like, why'd you do that? I was like, you told me I hit like a bitch. And I knocked the punching bag right out the wall. I just knocked it right off. So Robbie was texting this girl at this time. You know, I'm just punching this punching bag, minding my own fucking business. You know, we just got done with our workout routine. And I was like, who the fuck are you texting? He said, this girl. I said, like, that gives me any fucking names you text tons of fucking girls who is this bitch and so he told me her name's kelsey ross so who the fuck is kelsey ross he was like yeah this girl i was like is this girl you gonna date or something like why are you bringing her up 
and he shows me like a picture of her kick. Y'all remember her old kick, K-I-K, whatever the hell it was called. And I remember looking at her picture, I was like, oh, she's alright looking. So, <clears throat> we just mind our business, and I remember we started walking on the path. And Robbie was like, yo, she's looking for somebody to be her boyfriend, but I'm not interested. I said, you not interested? Look at all the ugly ass bitches you fucking dated. You talking about you're not interested. Man, fuck you, Nick. So, <clears throat> he was like, I'll give you her. I'll give your number to her. All right, fuck it. So, he gave me her number. Or, I think it was Kick. At least, it was Kick. And we talked to Kick for a while. And I remember we would talk more and more. And then I looked up and saw that she was wearing, like, a school uniform jacket, right? While she was sitting in class. And I thought this girl had catfished me and she was in middle school. She was in high school, thank God. <clears throat> but I thought she catfished me. And I was, like, so pissed. And I like was like, bruh, why the fuck would you catfish me? And... She was like, no, I really am in high school. So I went on Google and I looked up both of the um, mascots. They were close to similar like and couldn't find out she was wearing a high school jacket. And so Robbie and I, it was October 10th, 2015. My mom told me I could not go to Selma by myself because this is the first time I was going to be meeting Kelsey and everything. And so Robbie went with me and we pulled up in her grandma's driveway. She like opened the door and we just sat in the car for a moment but she was like come on in so we came in she sat on the couch for a little bit but actually she was sitting in the recliner and she got up I sat in the other recliner and Robbie sat where she was sitting and she was like get up out my chair and she smacked the piss out of the back of his head and his hat went flying he was like god damn all right whatever and so she sat in the chair and I remember later on she sat on the couch, and I let her rub my neck, and I was like, yeah. But then I saw Kelsey. I was like, all right, we're the same height. She doesn't look underage at all. Of course, me and her were both underage. Uh, actually, no, I was not. <laughs> I was 18. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, it didn't really matter. She was under underage a little bit. In the state of North Carolina, 16 is the age of consent, so it doesn't really matter. You know, we're only two years apart, and age of consent is 16. See, it wouldn't have flied in Virginia. That shit would have been dead as a doornail. But, you know, whatever. We're both of age now. She's like 19, 20. And I'm 23, so it don't matter. I think she, yeah, she's 20 now, so it don't really matter. And so, we ended up going to Clayton Fear Farm. And Kelsey had this stuff, right? Like, um, you know those little markers where you, like, you, like, rub it on each other and it's supposed to wash out of your clothing and wash off of your skin well i told her don't put that shit on me because that might be permanent she's like no i bought it and it says it's not permanent it's washable and you know i'm wearing some decent nice clothes i'm like no fuck no well <clears throat> it ended up staying staying uh it ended up staining a lot of people's clothes that were in our group and i remember me and kelsey went to the car and you know, we hung out in the car, make out and stuff, and then I accidentally got that shit on my hand, and I touched the side of somebody's white car, and then we ended up, like, pulling out of the uh, parking spot and going to the other side, so they would know who fucking did it. <laughs> so, Kelsey and every one of them ended up leaving. Well, there was a building I haven't been into yet, because, you know, Kelsey and I were, you know, having us time, because... 
she ran into my arms and jumped in my arms, and I asked her out, and she said yes, and Robbie missed it. He was like, do it again. I didn't see it because he had his back turned. He was like, do it again. Break up. Let me see it. I'll do it again. And I laughed so fucking hard. It was hilarious. I'll never forget it. It made me laugh so fucking hard. So, I mean, we pretty much spent time in the car making out and all that. And so <clears throat> they ended up leaving. And so Robbie was like, yo, you haven't been in this building yet. Let's go. I was like, all right, let's Gucci. Like, let's, let's go. Like, you know, I haven't been in this building yet. You have. But I paid. I gave him my extra one. So he was able to go through with me again. And no, I think he hadn't been through the clown one, but he went through the one I went through by myself. So I went through the one by myself. So I just ended up walking through one of the damn attractions itself. And I just kept walking, and I went through that by myself, and then me and Robbie went went through the clown one together, and there was really not really anybody in there. So we ended up leaving. Um, Robbie started having issues with the law again, and <clears throat> um, I remember a probation officer came up to his house due to the whole Kelsey situation. He claims somehow... The, his probation officer came up and started asking him questions about the Kelsey situation. And I'm like, bro, I know you're on probation, but there's no way in fucking hell they would come and ask you and not come to the house of the boyfriend. Y'all got to understand, Robbie lived in Nashville. This is Nash County. Kelsey lived in Selma, which is Johnston County. You know what I'm saying? That's literally from his house to her house is pretty fucking far. If you ask me, I don't really know her address like that. I know what road she lives on, so I'm about to look it up and tell you guys exactly how far distance it really is from each other. It's a long fucking way. There you go. So from here to Robbie's house, it's 3 hours and 26 minutes. It's going to take me 3 hours and 26 minutes to beat that ass, though. It ain't going to take me no three hours and 26 minutes to beat that ass, though. Sullivan Road. Oh, I just said it out loud. Oh, well. 46 minutes is the fastest route. The slowest route is 52 minutes. But that's still pretty far. And this doesn't even count Kelsey's house because she lives like in the middle of that road. So it's probably about, well, we'll just, it says 46 minutes, but that's to the road itself. That's not even counting, um, what's it called? That's not even counting, uh, going down her road. So I say at least about 48 minutes, okay? Because it takes two minutes to get down her road. But, it was crazy, man. Like, why would they be asking? And she's running around Johnston County. Like, even when she, uh, I don't know, she left home, she ran away, whatever. She was further away from home. So she was even further. She was like a little bit over an hour because she was at some dude's house hanging out with him and his friends and all that shit, whatever. But we're not going to get into that conversation. Maybe one day me and Kelsey will sit down face to face and have a podcast and talk about all the crazy shit that happened as long as we'd known each other from 2015 to 2019, you know, or 2018, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. 
So I told Robbie, don't even worry about it. Kelsey's at a friend's house and he snitches. I'm like, you fucking dickhead. You've been to jail and you fucking over here snitching. But later on, 2016 happened. That was the problem I always had. So I was like, fuck, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, shit's crazy. And it was just, it was a bad situation and all. And I was just like, well, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be a crybaby about it. Fuck it. You know, I'm going to be a man and that's it. So we would be sitting there. Me and Robbie talked about it. He told me, oh, it's because I took an Adderall and I started cleaning the house and whatever. Well, a year later, even though me and Robbie were beefing a year later, he shared that same thing, talking about how he lost his phone at the parade. And he was like, huh, when I was high on Xanax. I was like, you a fucking bitch. You fucking lied to me. You told me it was Adderall. But you know what? Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. So that kind of like caused the problem a little bit. And then, like, you know, Caitlin's stepdad kind of figured it out and said that he was going to tell her boyfriend and stuff. But he wasn't treating her good. But, I mean, it was wrong for me, and it was wrong. But it don't matter now because she ain't married to the piece of shit, so it doesn't matter. And it just it just bothered me because, like, I was really good friends with him. And it just, like, we all just fell off. And I kind of blame Robbie a little bit for it because, like, I could enjoy their company a little bit longer. But I think the main thing was because I lived in Virginia and they lived in North Carolina. It kind of like really made it hard because they're four hours away, you know. And it was just not cool. And I told Robbie like, man, you're kind of fucking it up. But me and Robbie and her, we all hung out more. Robbie mind to stay his distance and not mess with her and shit, whatever. And then later on. We kind of like, me and her and her sister, we kind of all like faded. They stopped working at Dark Side. You know, Jessica ended up getting like, you know, a man, started dating this guy, and then ended up getting married to him and having a kid. I hope she's doing well. Caitlin now, she's married and, you know, working a good job and stuff. And me and Robbie, we don't ever cross their minds. I mean, it, it hurts, man. It really does hurt because I really like them. They were good people, and I liked their family, you know. I went to their mom and dad's wedding and everything else, and they didn't even invite me to their wedding, Jessica nor Caitlin. Even if it was a small wedding, I wouldn't mind. I would have came, but, you know, they don't even tell me happy birthday, so it kind of it breaks my heart and it kind of, like, puts a lot of rage in me and is added on to my rage. So I kind of blame Robbie for that because <laughs> it's easier to blame him because he is partially part of it. So there was another time, 2017, I brought Robbie. Well, the problem was every time I brought Robbie out to the dark side, first it was him and Jessica supposedly hooking up in my truck and it caused a lot of issues. And then the next thing was fucking Robbie was having sex with this guy's wife in her car. He was working in a slaughterhouse and this little fucking dude is banging his fucking wife in her car. They have three kids together and they're married and he's banging her in the car. I'm like, what the fuck? Whatever. She always gives me this weird look. I don't know if it's because she hates me or she knows that I'm Robbie's homeboy or whatever. But I saw her last year and she gave me this look and I'm like, bro, why are you giving me this look? I don't even fucking like like you like that. We've never spoken really like that. I just know that this situation happened between her and Robbie. 
So it kind of put a strain on me. That was the next thing after the Caitlyn situation. It put a strain on me and Robbie's relationship because I'm working at Dark Side and everybody knows me. So when you're going and fucking somebody's wife or you're going and doing all this other stuff, even another girl, Hispanic girl, uh, Kareen, Karina, what was her name? Katrina, Katrina, whatever. He's banging her in the fucking prison. Like, he goes to this little area where nobody else is at. The guests can't see you and, you know, everybody else is in the other parts of the fucking prison. He's in there on the floor banging her on the ground. And somehow Mikey tells me. And the bad part about it is everybody acts like I'm Robbie's um, caregiver or that I'm Robbie's father. So anytime they have a problem with Robbie, they would always come to me about it. And that shit was so fucking annoying He's a friend. He's not like he's my fucking son. He's not like I'm his guardian angel that had to fucking, you know, look over him. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to do what fucking Robbie wants, regardless of what Nick Adams says. It doesn't give a fuck. He don't give a shit, you know. There was a time after that. It was, that was just kind of putting a strain on a relationship. And then Prior to him going to jail, he took his grandma's car and ended up breaking down on the side of the road and he got in trouble. So he had this girl, he was dating Courtney Craddock again, and he's like, yo, I'm going to go to the store. And I'm talking to his grandma, and I didn't know that he said, can I take your car? This motherfucker takes my car, and I just see it driving off. And I'm mad, and I call Cupcake, and you know, if y'all hear the song Hypocrite, you hear her talking in the second part. In the situation with that, okay? So I'm like, fuck it. Whatever. So, I'm like, this is dumb. Alright. So he comes back. I remember opening the car door. I was about to snatch his ass out of the car. But he got in the back seat, and I got in the car, and I drove. And he got out of the car with Courtney, and he went inside, and he didn't really want to talk to me. Well, you don't take somebody's vehicle, regardless that they said yes. If I don't have a license... And I want to go to the store. I'm going to be like, hey, Nick, can you just, like, take us to the store down the street, bruh? It's just that respectful. But you know what? He was a bitch about it. There was another time before his grandparents. I would hang out with Robbie before the grandparents realized I was there. And I parked my car in the front yard. And they came pulling up. And I ran off the front porch. I went through the house, went out the back door. And I went running through the golf course. And then I went around, came to somebody's houses. And I jumped in my car and fucking took off driving. Shit was crazy, man. Some of these stories, I can't really line up the timeline because me and Robbie did so much. So after that situation with him banging whatever, um, Aaron, I surprised Aaron. I told my buddy Aaron Scott Keen, I was like, hey, I won't be able to make it to Dark Side. I'm in Virginia. Well, Scotty and Mikey met my mom halfway and they picked me up and they took And so I'm at Dark Side and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And so, I'm walking through Clowntown, and I tell Aaron, hey, like, we'll go to the um, Highway 55 after this. He's like, okay. So, we meet up afterwards, and he's like, you still want to go to Highway 55? Robbie's with me, and he goes, nah, man, we got better things to do. And I didn't stand up like a man. I should have. I should have stand up like a man because Aaron ended up dying in a car accident a few months later. Me and Robbie got off the phone, and that's when I read that he passed away on Snapchat, and I called Robbie back, and he just seemed like he had no emotion at all. And that kind of, like, another reason why it pissed me off. So, it, it was so annoying. And Robbie cared more about women than he cared about his own family and friends. Like, he would care about me and hang out with me and hang out with his family, but the moment that a girl entered his life, it was like, fuck everybody, 
It's only about her. Okay? So, this has happened. And that happened. Eventually, Robbie went back, started living with Mackenzie. He banged Jay's girlfriend. And then it was a whole controversy about that shit. And then on top of that, um, we moved Robbie out of Mackenzie's house and we took him back to his grandparents' house. So I ended up moving to Virginia, okay? And Robbie ended up moving to South Carolina. He moved in with his mom. He enjoyed it down there. I think I went and visited him one time, picked him up from South Carolina and brought him back to North Carolina. And I couldn't bring him back to South Carolina because mom wanted me to be home at a certain time. It was important. So I left his ass there at his grandparents' house. I dropped his shit off on the porch and left. And he texted me. He was pissed off about it. But I did his ass a favor. He was worried about losing his job. I'm like, dude, there's a McDonald's down the street. Do it. He was like, yeah, but my grandparents don't want me to be here. I'm like, well, fuck it, whatever. So that kind of like caused a little bit more tension. And then after that, um, so Robbie was staying in South Carolina and he had this job that was allowing him to travel. So he tells me, hey, Nick, I'm in Charleston, Virginia. Charleston. I look up Charleston. There's only one. It's in West Virginia. It was three hours away from Elkton. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? He was like, yo, just send me your address. I sent him my address, and it says he's 46 minutes away. I'm like, what? And so I look at where Robbie had typed in. His location is Charlottesville. So from Elkton to Charlottesville, it's a 45-minute drive, only because of the mountain that I have to go over. I have to go all over the mountain. Then I have to take a right, and it takes like 30 minutes that way. You know, I get stopped at a few lights, whatever. So me and Robbie, we hang out. I bring him over to my side of the town. Um, I show him my house in Elkton. I show him where my boy Dylan's living at. I take him to Harrisonburg. We walk around the Valley Mall, and he's like, man, this mall is fucking nice. I was like, yeah, it's different than North Carolina's, Robbie. And then a guy bumped into him and apologized, and Robbie's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, I'm not used to people apologizing. I'm like, yeah, it's different up here in Virginia than it is in Rocky Mount. So, you know, we walked around. We enjoyed. I took him back to his hotel where he was staying at, where they were working at. Me and him did a uh, Facebook Live, and then everybody just flew off the fucking handle because me and Robbie haven't seen each other in a year, and here we are in Virginia together on Facebook Live, and the whole internet just fucking blew up. I don't know what it is, man, but every time me and Robbie get together, the whole fucking internet just blows the hell up. I don't, I don't know why. So, <laughs> it's just fucking crazy. To this day, I don't, I just don't understand it. I don't know why, but for some reason, they just... I fucking love it, man. I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't fucking get it at all. But it is what it is, man. But so me and Robbie were just chilling, having a good time. I'm like, so what do you think about where I live at? He was like, it's cool because this is the first time he's ever been to Virginia. I've never brought him up here. So we were all cool. All right. So he uh, ended up going back to North Carolina. And he met up with his girl name. No, no, no. He ended up going back to South Carolina. And then he got kicked out. He lost his job. He won't tell me the real reason why he lost his job, but he got kicked out of the, the house he was living in. Robbie was homeless. So he asked me for help, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't know how to help you. Like, you knocked up your boy Mitch's girlfriend, got her pregnant, and then you're fucking homeless, and you got no job. You were doing so fucking good. How did you manage to fuck it up that quick? So I asked Kelsey, 
you know, her and Marcus lived in their own house together because her grandma moved out and built a house next door. And then Marcus and Kelsey were living in that house with their friend Isabel. So I asked him, hey, can y'all go get Robbie and just bring it back for the time being? And then he can go back and live with his grandparents, whatever. So Kelsey's like, yeah, her and Marcus drive two hours, pick up Robbie and whatever he's got left. <laughs> Motherfucker don't have his wallet. I paid $23 to have it shipped from Virginia to South Carolina so he can have a job. And the fucker lost his wallet. I'm like, you're a fucking dumbass. You should have just waited and got back to fucking North Carolina. And then I would have gave you your fucking wallet back. And you probably wouldn't have not have lost it. You dumb fucking retard. Because he said the guys took all his stuff and burned some of it. it. It just sounds like a bunch of bullshit. So I'm sitting there like, alright. So they brought him back. And Marcus got him a job where he was working at driving forklifts. And then Robbie met this girl named Kelsey Phillips. Okay, I'm going to call her KP because my ex-girlfriend, Kelsey, and her hus- her boyfriend, not husband, woo, her boyfriend Marcus at the time, they went and picked him up. And then when he started living there with them, he met a girl in Wilson named Kelsey Phillips. I'm going to call her KP. So KP had a friend that I was like, you know, flirting with at the time being. Not anymore, though. But I'm sitting there like, okay. You know, I'm in Virginia, I come down and I visit them, and I'm like, oh, it's so good to see you back, Robbie, I'm glad that you're back in the fucking state. He was like, yeah, I got this girlfriend name, her her name's KP, and a lot of Robbie's girlfriends never had a job and never drove, but this girl did, she drove and had a job, she was driving a uh, cruise, a Chevy cruise, and I was like, alright, that's cool, I think it was a Chevy cruise, if it wasn't, it looked like it, but it was good on gas. And so she would always come and pick him up and everything else. There was a time period where Scotty and Mikey were living in Moorhead City in 2019. And I told Robbie and him and his girlfriend to come pick me up. And, you know, we'll do a few things before to go to Darkside. Scotty and Mikey were kind of mad about that. But I was like, bro, y'all are going to go to fucking Scotty's mama's house and talk with her. Like, it's okay. I'll meet y'all out at Darkside. And I'm spending the night anyways. The problem was it was my birthday weekend. But... I'm getting a little bit ahead of the story. So, Robbie meets this girl, Kelsey. She has a friend, Tiana, with her, you know. We're hanging out. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe this girl is going to be good for Robbie. Maybe this girl will be good. Robbie's still obsessing over his ex-girlfriend, Montana. I'm like, really? You have this girl, Robbie, that has a job, has a car. Don't get me wrong, Montana has a car and a job, but she's got two kids with it. And you know what I'm saying? She don't want Robbie. So I'm like, why are you worrying about a girl that doesn't want you? Worry about the girl that you're dating now. She loves you, Robbie, and she's a good girl. Don't fuck it up. So I don't know. One night, Marcus and Kelsey got in a little heated argument, and Marcus and Robbie were coming back home from work. So Marcus told him, Robbie told Marcus, hey, I'm going to fill up the truck tonight. I don't know why he didn't fill up the truck before. This is what Robbie should have done. He should have taken Marcus home. There's a gas station at the end of their road. He should have stopped at that BP, filled up Marcus's gas, gone and dropped Marcus and his truck off, had Kelsey pull up KP and pick him up, and she could he could have rode with her. But no, Robbie ends up going to get gas and going to get food with KP. But his girlfriend's in another vehicle. So he dropped off Marcus and took Marcus's truck and went to go meet up with his girlfriend, KP, to go eat and fucking put gas in his car. So on the way back, 
he falls asleep at the wheel and fucking destroys Marcus's car on the fucking bridge and had pictures and everything. I was like, dude, that's fucking god awful. Why would you do that? And it was on my birthday weekend. Like, it happened on my birthday. No, 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 that didn't happen on my birthday. That happened a little bit before my birthday. So I'm like, what in the fuck is going on, man? Why are you doing that? What? What? You just fucked up Marcus's truck. And then Marcus and Robbie end up losing their job. And that was um the place, I think it's called. I forgot what it's called, but it's in my song, Hypocrite. It's the first thing you say. It's the first audio thing that's been said. So I'm sitting there like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this? Why'd you do that to his truck, man? Like, that's nonsense. And later on, Robbie was in the hospital, and I was like, man, you know, I got to go see him. But, you know, I was at Scotty and Mikey's. I was two hours away. I didn't have my car. My car was at dark side, blah, 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 you know. And so I was pretty much stranded. Okay, because Mikey was working on schoolwork and Scotty, he wasn't there yet. So neither one of them were going to willing to take me. And that's a two-hour drive, especially when they got school in the morning. So I was like, man, I can't do it. <sighs> so Robbie was fine. Actually, he didn't go to the hospital, but I wanted to check on him, and I didn't. So he went back to his mama's house and decided he was going to get drunk. He got drunk, blacked out, and had a seizure on the porch. And that you know that's something serious, because I've known Robbie all his life and that motherfucker's never had a seizure before so he must have hit his head on the window or something i think he did mention that that he hit his head on the window when he wrecked and he gave him a headache and he ended up getting drunk and he fucking had a seizure on the porch and that was on my birthday in 2018 i was like are you fucking kidding me you're you're doing this on my fucking birthday what the fuck is wrong with you robbie and so that situation happened and i'm like you know what Fuck this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you doing this? And then he tried to start ruining Kelsey and Marcus's relationship. And their grandpa, well, Kelsey's grandpa said, like, he's got to go. Like, he ain't nothing but trouble. He's got to go. So they kick him out. And, you know, I think he moved back in with his grandma and some stuff. And his old lady's calling me and her friends on the phone and she's like crying saying that Robbie's at Brett's house cheating on him with fucking Heather Jet or some shit like that and that he's not answering his phone and she don't know where Brett lives. I was like, I'll drive you right to fucking Brett's house right now. I know how to get there. <laughs> I've been there before. Because me and Robbie been to Brett's house quite a few times. It was crazy because my, my mood ring fell out the window on the way to Brett's house. I pulled over and I let a truck go by me and I picked up my mood ring put it back on and I saw that same truck down the road it done hit a deer I'm glad that me and Robbie pulled over thank god to my mood ring falling out the window because if it didn't me and Robbie would have been the one to hit that deer not the truck that was behind us it's like we knew that that deer was coming and we stopped and let somebody else take the hit for us <laughs> glad I did so I mean it, it was just so fucking crazy man it was just so fucking wild and it just it just didn't seem right you know, me and Robbie, we just, we were good friends, but anytime he did something wrong, he couldn't take responsibility. And he would look at you like, what did I do wrong? But when Robbie was worried about himself and not worried about girls or, you know, alcohol or something, well, which it was mainly girls, he was fine. I mean, he's trying, he's trying to hook up with a girl I'm taking to prom. I'm like, you can hook up with her after I take her to fucking prom, dude. Like, literally. Because some shit happened, this was in 2016 as well, 
some shit happened. Okay, so I went to 2018 and I'm backtracking now to 2016 because I forgot some stories. Okay, whatever. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the end of this story and then I'm gonna backtrack to 2016. Okay, so Robbie's like seizure on my porch. He had a seizure on the porch. He passed out and he's like in the hospital for the third fucking time. And I couldn't come and see him. But then later on, him and his old lady came and picked me up in Moorhead City. We went. And for some reason, his girlfriend's like, let's go to the ABC store. So I'm looking at Robbie like, bro, you got drunk and had a seizure on the porch and ended up in the hospital. Are you fucking kidding me? Why are we in the ABC store? Which I did mention that in the hypocrite song. Um, um, let's go get some alcohol. Fuck what I was thinking. Yeah, that's in the, that's in the song. <laughs> but that shit happened, right? So I'm already upset with Robbie due to the whole shit at Darkseid. Aaron passing away and not being able to, you know, spend my last moment with my boy because of Robbie. He wrecked Marcus's truck. Then he's trying to flirt with Isabel. And then he's ruining Marcus and Kelsey's relationship. And then he's causing a lot of trouble with this girl, this KP girl he's dating. So he finally gets her pregnant, right? And I think there was a time me and Tiana, we were hanging out in the kitchen at Marcus's house because Kelsey was hanging out with Isabel, staying the night with her, and Marcus was in bed asleep. And Robbie invited KP and Tiana over. So me and Tiana were sitting in the kitchen, we're talking, having a good time, you know, meeting each other, whatever, joking around, making fun of KP and Robbie, laughing at them. She goes in and is like, all right, we need to get going. She goes in the back bedroom, she opens the door, and she comes back into the living room, and she got these wide eyes on her. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you go, why are you looking like that? And I'm laughing. I was like, well, you seen a ghost? She said, no, worse. So we go, and we open the door. All I see is Robbie's bare ass to his fucking toes, them fucking frog legs. And you see this fat, sloppy thing underneath them. And you see him stroking back and forth. And I'm like, is that how you fuck? <laughs> I'm sitting there, like, so confused. I'm like... And then Robbie saw that, you know, because he had the, all the uh, lights in the room off, so the light in the hallway was shining in a little bit. You couldn't see everything. You just see him and see his little bare ass and his little chicken legs. <laughs> so I'm like, what? He got he got up real quick, tried to close the door, but there was a towel on the door. So he opened it back up, ripped the towel off, and shut the door. And so me and Tiana, we went back to the kitchen, and I laughed. She was traumatized, but I laughed. She was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, yeah, Marcus is lost. You know, that's where we play games and shit in there. That was nasty ass. You couldn't go to her house and do that shit? <laughs> go to your mama's house and do that shit. I laughed about it. I picked at him for a while. I said, like, boy, you got some chicken legs on you. <laughs> I said, damn. And Diana's like, I'm just glad I didn't see your dick. I said, be happy you haven't seen his dick, but I've seen his dick. This motherfucker was uh, staying at Scott. Don't tell the story, Nick. I was like, too late now. Well, I was staying with some roommates, and he was staying with me, and he logged into Facebook on my phone to talk to Montana, and he sent, like, a picture of him jacking his wiener off to her on Facebook and sent it to her. So I'm scrolling through Messenger, and I see this dick video, and I saved it, and I told Robbie I was going to play it at his fucking wedding. I was going to have a slideshow of all the pictures of him and KP, and then at the end... Everybody's going to see him just jerking off in the shower. He said, you fucking better not. I'm going to fucking kill you. And I laughed so fucking hard. I was just like, oh my God, I'm, I'm dead. So that happened before him wrecking the car and stuff. And all that happened. And then his girlfriend came and picked me up. And they argued the whole time back. And then 
Later on, we picked up Tayana. We went and went around Acid Park. Robbie pissed like four times being there because all the alcohol the fucker was consuming. <laughs> so, I mean, the boy was never drunk. He was just one of those functioning alcoholics. So after that, um, we went to the Wilson Park and hung out, and then we went to Dark Side that night, and I snuck them in for free, and they all got caught except for me. Because <laughs> you boys good like that. I might tell y'all that story another time, but... Uh, okay, I snuck them in. The security guard found them. I took off running. I went on the path, and one guy asked me, "Are were you with that group that got caught? I was like, nah, man, I just came from the bus. But I went all the way to the midway. Steve never kicked them out. Mainly, you would have gotten kicked down for that, but Steve knew who they were, and he was like, I fuck with Nick Heavy. And then I came up and was like, what happened, y'all? Y'all missed the whole entire trail. They're like, fuck you, Nick. I was like, hey, you want to go through the haunt, bro? We can just pay for it. So I just got Mikey to go up there and give us free tickets, and uh, yeah, we went and did the thing. It was fun, and then we ended up leaving. So what ended up happening that started declining a little bit. So me and Matthew were hanging out. And I already dropped the, me and Robbie started having an issue. I don't remember what the issue was about, but um, I dropped hypocrite on him. At the end of 2018, I dropped hypocrite on him. And then um, January 1st, 2019, he hit me back and he was drunk in Tiana's yard. He was like, man, fuck you. Come to my grandma's house. I'll beat your ass and all this other stuff. And I was like, bro, you ain't even at your grandma's house. Shut the fuck up. So me and Matt went back to the house. Well, later on that year, me and Robbie got cool. But then this is when the final straw happened. So my buddy Matt was hanging out with Montana. Of course, they did some things, you know, some sexual things, whatever. But he didn't date her. And Robbie got mad and said that he was going to beat uh, beat Matthew's ass. So I text Matthew and told him about it. He got mad a little bit. But then when I messaged Robbie, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to get an inflatable arena and put it outside my house, and you and Matt can have some gloves and some headgear, and y'all can just, like, play fight on it. He got mad and was like, well, you need to tell your boy stop trying to rape girls. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. I know what happened. Okay, so in twenty, the end of 2019, the beginning when he told me he was going to beat my ass for the, excuse me, the diss record, we got cool. So this is how me and him fucked up. Robbie got the girl pregnant. He called me the day that Bentley was born. And he said I was going to be the godfather. He always been, he's been saying it for a while. And so Bentley was born. He said that Kelsey's family was stressing him out. And he had to go outside and smoke a cigarette. And so Bentley was born. Right. So a couple of days later, he was still, he was still messing around with Montana. Okay, and this guy told me when I saw him at, uh, was it, Kenley 95? Because I was with Kelsey and Marcus, and we walked into Kenley 95, and I was in the bathroom, and Robbie asked me, what you doing? I said, nothing. He's like, I'm at the back of Kenley 95 if you want to talk. And then um, as we were driving away, Robbie and her were entering the building. I hopped out of the car, and I ran up to Robbie, and I shoulder-shoved him, and he ran right into his girlfriend. Like, if she wasn't right there to stop him, he would have been flying on the ground. He was, like, not even paying attention. So when he says he's going to beat my ass, you didn't even see me hop out of the car and, like, shoulder bump you as friends. And then he told me he fucked this girl, Michaela Pill, while he was dating his girlfriend, KP. And KP's over there talking to Kelsey and Marcus, and I'm like, dude, you cheated on your girlfriend and she don't know? Like, what? 
So once Bentley was born, a couple that was like, you know, a couple weeks after I sat on Snapchat and this girl named Jamie Lee Culliter, whatever her name is, she a fucking bitch anyways. Um she's Robbie's ex-girlfriend, but she claims she's Robbie's sister. Okay, that's weird. How I guess you're in the incest now, Robbie. Even though she's not your sister, she used to be your ex-girlfriend's, but now she says, "Oh, I'm like a sister to him." What? Uh, okay, that's weird. So she saw my Snapchat and went back and told Robbie. I think she sent it to him. Right. And what I said was, now that you got a kid, Robbie, will you stop messing around with Michaela Peel and Montana Cooley? Ha 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 ha. And my face hit onto the blanket. So he got mad about that and texted me about it. So there was already some friction between me and Robbie again in 2019 because of that. But then the situation happened when Matt was hanging out with Montana. And... Robbie was like, well, I'm going to beat Matt's ass. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why why, why is this happening? Like, what the fuck? Montana tells me because she hung out with Matt, but I guess she told Robbie that they were hanging out, and he kind of felt offended like he broke bro code or some shit. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, he didn't break bro code. Y'all are not even boys. Like, he's my homie. Like, because Matt and Robbie had an issue one time as a joke. That's how Matt and Robbie met each other. Because Matt heard uh, the song Hectic that Robbie was with me on. And Matt said on the song Mess Ups 2, Uh, cause I'm better rapping than Michael and Robbie put together. And I put that line on Facebook and Robbie commented on it. And I told him that Matt said it. So eventually I got Matt and Robbie in the same room. And I videotaped it on my uh, Nick Asylum Facebook page, right? And Matt destroyed Robbie. So Robbie kind of felt offended because he thought that him and Matt were cool. And here Matt is over here flirting with Montana. Just because he met Matthew twice, he feels like that they're supposed to be boys. I'm like, no, you're not. And so I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why is all this fucking happening? And you know... So this was October 4th, 2019 when he texted me about his son Bentley and he's saying that he's having problems. Um, all right, so this is what I said. on This is what he texted me. It was October 4th, 2019. This is the situation when I told you guys I went on Snapchat and I said on my Snapchat story, so hey, Robbie, now that you're a father, will you stop flirting with Michaela Pill and Montana Cooley? <laughs> and I slammed my head into the uh, the, the bed. So Robbie texts me this, okay, because um, this is about his son, but this is what he said on October 4th. I want you to take down what you said about me on Snapchat, bro. Like, for real, me and Kelsey are good, and we have our baby, and we don't need all that past bullshit coming back, coming back or brought up. I'm not mad. I just heard, though, the, I heard through the grapevine, which is with that Jamie Lynn Culliver girl. I don't know why I called her Lee. Her middle name's Lynn. Whatever. I would have never known about the Michaela thing if you didn't brag to me about it at Kenley 95. If you would have never mentioned it to me at Kenley 95, I would have never known about it. But you were still fucking with Montana and texting her and telling her how much you loved her and shit. I have her on fucking Instagram Live telling me the story about you and your girlfriend. I have fucking footage of it, dude. Not only I have her voice, I have her fucking face. I have her name. I have her face. I have her mouth moving and the words coming out of her fucking mouth that you're still messing with her. I have messages to prove it, dude. 
So why are you going to sit here and say I'm bringing the past up when you're still doing it in the present? You dumb fuck. Or to the grapevine, you said a few things that I didn't like. I'm just trying to ask you calmly to please take them down and not joke around like that if you are. I love you to death, brother. No, you fucking don't, you sorry sack of shit. But let me keep reading this. I love you to death, brother, and you're his godfather, and I want you in his life. But not if you're going to joke around like that, especially when Kelsey can find out about it. And then she says something, and then we end up... And then she says something, and then we end up not talking because of it. That's all. But like I said, I'm really not mad. I just want to be happy with the little family that I have, bro. Well, let me tell you something. Don't fuck Michaela Peel while you're happy and then with Kelsey. Because why are you fucking with her? And then why are you at Brett's house ignoring her, blocking Kelsey on your Facebook? Because why is she calling me, telling me that you blocked her and that... You don't want to have nothing to do with her, but you're happy with your little fucking family. But you go and fuck Michaela Peel, which I know that was the past, but you were doing it while you were dating Kelsey. This was only like two weeks before that. And then you're still hitting Montana up in her DMs talking about you miss her. And you telling me it's the, the bringing up the past. Kelsey already knew about your Montana fetish, bruh. She already knew about it. Montana even mentioned it. Montana was saying that... um. Kelsey was blaming her. Whatever, bro. I'm joking. It's nothing serious, bro. It's all love at the end of the day. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, man, but for real, who told you? Not mad. I just want to simply remove them from my friends list. I'm not going to tell you who, bro, because I don't want anything started. But if you're joking around, please don't joke like that. I love you, and I love having you back in my life, and I want you to be part of Bentley's life. You see, he's about to contradict himself in a little bit. Don't worry, I'll figure it out. I'll remove them. I won't post nothing anymore. Yeah, man, I understand. Okay, thank you, brother. It's removed, but I'm going to handle them. You go get some kisses to Bentley for me. He said, I will, bro. What the fuck is this picture? He sent me a picture. I think it was probably Bentley. Ha <laughs> ha! Guess what, Robbie? You said, I hope I never get another picture of Bentley. Well, you motherfucker, I got two pictures. You sent me of the one right when he was born, and you sent me another one where he's sitting in this little container thing. You know how they have babies, and they wrap them up, and they send them in that little container thing? So I got two sons. I got two pictures of your son. So suck my fucking a dick. Oh, thank you. Have a nice day. Okay, so what did I say after that? Cutie. I appreciate you coming and talking to me about the situation. I worked too hard to be a part of your life again, and I'd be damned if a Snapchat drama bitch ruins that for me. I let them know either come clean or I'll find out and I'll be on that doorstep. I'm tired of people trying to break my bond with you. I'm done enough damage on my own. Don't need their bullshit added to that. I know you have nothing. I know you have and nothing will break that bond anymore. You hear that? Nothing will break that bond anymore. Repeat one more time. I know you have, and nothing will break that bond anymore. I just want conflict with me and Kelsey, with everything we've been through, with the pregnancy and all. I'm, I'm, a, as much as I'm bashing him, I do respect the fact that he's not jumping on Facebook like he did in 2013 and like ranting about me on his page and doing like he did in 2013. He's actually just manning up and just blocking me and being done with it. Just blocking me on all social medias and being done with it. So, 
he is a little bit more mature than me when it comes to that. I kind of took it a little bit more personal than him. So that's why I've been bashing him a lot more than he's been bashing me because I took it so personally. And then October 6th, I said, I feel like I was that Jamie chick that lives in, I feel like it was that Jamie chick that lives in California. Booyah, you hit it. Nope, I know who it is. She came clean. There isn't no drama, so don't worry. I talked to her, but I won't come back and big you up in the ass. Come back and big you in the ass. What the fuck am I talking about? So don't worry, girls will. Girls are evil, man. You gotta watch yourself. Can't always help you, man. Well, I don't under. I don't really need help, but like I said last night, bro, I just don't want conflict with me and you, or you and me and Kelsey, or just me and Kelsey. I just want everything to stay how it is, and with all, be happy the that we have. Bentley's here with us because I already know if something happens to him with the way I've been since he came out, I will literally kill somebody and go to prison. Not saying anything like that, I will, but just in general, if anything happens to him... That stairs. That starts with you and Kelsey. Seems like the issue is stemmed from you two. The grapevine told me I've been in her DMs for months now. I don't know, and I really don't care what happened between you and Kelsey. Is between you and Kelsey. The public needs to stop acting like I'm Jesus or your father when you do. You do what you do with your life, and the same goes for me. I got your back, but fix whatever issue you have with your old lady. I want your son to have any chance of not having a broken home. Jamie is my sister, and Jamie talks to Kelsey a lot also. So, Robbie's upset because when I said that Snapchat story about Montana and Michaela Pill, Jamie saw it, and Jamie is really close to Robbie's old lady, Kelsey. Okay. You know how to fix it? You know how to fix this, Robbie? Either break up with Kelsey or stop fucking around. It's that simple, my friend. Just quit womanizing. If you're happy with Kelsey, you won't need to mess around with another woman. You know what I'm saying? If you're happy, you would know. There's no chance that he will have a broken home. <laughs> yeah, okay. That he's not that's not gonna happen, but I don't want you joking around the way you did, bro. We are good. We are really really no, we are good. We really are. I love you to death and I'm glad you're his godfather. I gotcha. I'm ready for you to meet him. He is really perfect. Me either. Like me either, I can't wait. I can't keep my he can't keep his blood sugar up and it's scaring the living fuck out of me. I'm freaking out. I have to leave the room so her mom wouldn't see me tear up because you know how I am about that. I just don't want nothing to happen to my baby boy. Wow, you teared up? Wow. About time you fucking have some fucking sympathy and empathy for somebody. <laughs> Took you to have a kid to have some fucking empathy? Well, she felt the same way about me, guy. I heard you wanted to fight Matt. When it comes down, I'll get you an inflatable arena and give you gloves and a helmet and y'all can go at it. It was a simple joke. An inflatable arena? Who fights an inflatable arena, right? So, this was October 5th when I sent that. I heard you want to fight Matt when I come down. I'll get an inflatable arena and give you gloves and a helmet and y'all can go at it. Okay? It was a joke. Because Montana told me that Robbie... Wanted to beat Matt's ass for talking to her. <laughs> I thought you're happy with Kelsey. I, you just said you're happy with your little fucking family. 
Why are you sitting here getting pissed off about it? Whatever. He said, I'm not fighting nobody. He meant to say not, but he said not. Your boy needs to stop trying to rape girls. Okay. Matt has never raped anybody. He's never attempted to rape anybody. If if anything, the girls would be raping Matt. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But Matt has never sexually assaulted or even done anything to a girl. There's been one girl, I can't say who, that has already accused of Matt that before because she wanted to get out of the house. She didn't want to be around a certain somebody, so she falsely accused Matt of molesting her. And so Matt has already taken that personal. And that hits me personally, too, because I had an ex-girlfriend say that I raped her. And it, like, it affected my life. Like, cops were following me. They would pull me out of class. My homeboys would see cops come up to my house while I'm not home. And they would be like, dude, why are there cops at your door? I mean, it, it, got, it gets serious. So you saying he raping girls, that is serious allegations, my guy. Like, and it's not true. I know Matthew. If anybody's going to be raping girls, it'd probably be you. Because Montana and Mackenzie both said that you were fucking them while they were asleep. So what does that say about you? Montana said she already let you have it, but then when she was going to sleep, then you try to fuck her while she was asleep. Like it was some fetish of yours. Whatever. And the end of story on that one. And that's, and that's facts. He can burn for all I care, but I'm not worried about nobody but Kelsey and Bentley. Because it seems like no matter how much you try to have a brother relationship, son relationship, nephew relationship. Okay. Nephew relationship. You and Chris are fine. Chris told me last year when I saw him at work at the restaurant he works at that y'all butt heads all the time, but he loves you. You and Chris are too much alike. But y'all butt heads. But y'all are still family. Like, I drove by the house not too long ago, like, less than a month ago when I came down. And guess what? I saw you and Chris on the porch smoking a cigarette talking. Of course, y'all are staring mad hard at my fucking car. But y'all don't know who it is because I don't have that escape anymore. But y'all seem like y'all fine. Your mom. Your mom. The relationship with your mom. Your mom. You're too much like her. But your mom's worse than you. She's a narcissistic person that cares about herself. And she pretty much shitted all over your sister, telling her her that she was a crappy daughter and that she wished that she didn't have her and all this other stuff. Your mom is the same person who faked an illness, but then I saw her at McDonald's working at the front and she acted like she was fine. So I understand the situation with your mom, Robbie. I really do, and I really hate that your your mom and your relationship is fucked up, and she stranded you and your sister in South Carolina, and she's just you know living with all these different boyfriends and stuff. That's understandable. I'd be pissed too. A uh, brother relationship. I'm guessing that's me. Well, if you're talking about your brother, your blood brother Bill, you fucked that up by stealing from him. They tried to have a relationship with you, Robbie, but you stole from them. The money that you stole from your brother to $2,000, that's a felony. And on top of that, you could have easily made that at work. $2,000, $18 an hour. $2,000 would have been nothing within, like, what, three weeks? I don't know. I don't know, Robbie. A nephew relationship or anything seems to always fall apart or someone is bashing me when they don't know the full situation about nothing. So until we can get back right on how we used to be, we shouldn't have no communication and that's final. So you're taking the situation out on me. 
because I, I cracked a joke towards you about you and Matt fighting in an inflatable arena because I don't want my boys to be beefing because I hang out with both of you guys. And I'm not trying to have y'all going at each other because we've already had this situation before, Robbie, when I posted a picture of me and you on Instagram and Jamie Bryant was clowning us for fun. And then you jumped in and started getting all real with it. Kelsey and Marcus started jumping in and getting real. And I'm like, yo. And then Jamie's telling me, either you be friends with me or you be friends with Robbie. So... Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. That was a stupid situation. Only shows you how Robbie can't take a joke, man. He's a fucking idiot. He, and then I said, um, we good. You showed your true colors. I wish you the best, but that was your last chance. Goodbye. He said, bye. I'll remember that. And I thought that was the end of it. He says, shows right there how much you would have cared to be his godfather, and now you'll never meet him other than seeing pictures of him, and I hope you don't ever see any more of them either. That's hurtful. Like, why? Because I made a joke about you and Matt fighting on a inflatable arena, and I cracked a joke about you cheating on your old lady? I was wondering, I said, are you going to be faithful now that you have a son? Are you going to take care of him? It's honesty, Robbie. It's called being a real brother. What, do you want me to be fake and talk behind your back, and then when I see you in person, fucking just like, uh, yeah, man, I never said that. I never said that. You'd rather hear it from me, Robbie. I'd rather be the one to tell you than the fucking somebody else tell you, dude. Like, if it bothers you so bad, fucking fix it. Every time I bash you, Robbie, it's because you did something stupid. It always involves a girl, Robbie. When have me and you ever had a beef that had nothing to do with a girl? JT Joyner. It was over a fucking girl in 2013. It was over a girl. The situation... With your girlfriend, KP. Uh, Carrie Atwater. It was over that situation. You, you, you understand, man. Like, all these beefs could have been prevented if you stopped being a fucking womanizer. If you would have just stuck with Kelsey Phillips, you would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I shouldn't have joked about that. Uh, that was wrong of me, but... yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. But at the time, it was. But now it's not. You know, I shouldn't be hearing... That you're trying to fight another one of my homeboys. Of course I'm going to talk to you about it because you're trying to fight somebody I'm friends with. If I was trying to fight somebody you're friends with, you would have jumped in the middle since I'm your big bro. Well, I thought I was. You'd think that I'm out to get you, Robbie. That's not what it was. My whole life was not made to come after you. Okay. The only thing I'm a... Okay, what did I say? Be hurtful all you want, but you will pay for this, I promise. I meant I meant what I said. I was going to beat his ass. <laughs> He said, the only thing I'm going to pay for is not being a father for my son. The only thing I'm going to pay from is not being a father to my son. Well, there you go. You just admitted it. You're going to pay for not being a father to your son, and that will never happen. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're the one started bashing me when we were good. You fucked it up because you can't keep your mouth shut. I tried to do everything a calm way and talk to you like a man and then you just don't get it. You don't see the picture and you're trying to show you. I'm trying to show you because you're not a father. Dude, you've only been a father for like, what, two days? <laughs> you don't know shit about fatherhood. You know how many kids I fucking raised? Including your ass? Don't tell me about raising motherfucking kids, Robbie. Don't tell me shit about raising kids. You know? CJ, we raised him a little bit. Um... Bubba was his name, Aiden, and who else was his brother, Aiden and Logan, they were bad kids, but still, on top of that, 
my, my, you know, my cousin Aiden. I held him in my arms. We raised him a little bit. I raised you, Robbie. So don't fucking sit here and talk about raising kids because I know more about fucking raising kids than you know in a lifetime. Okay? Just because you got a son now doesn't mean you're some father of the fucking year. Sit your dumb ass down somewhere. <sighs> Ooh. So yeah, I'm... What do you say? So yeah, I'm going to be hurtful to someone who doesn't give a fuck about me or being in Bentley's life. I don't give a fuck about you. You know what, Robbie? If I didn't give a fuck about you... I would have told you to jump off that fucking bridge when you wrecked Marcus's car. When you told me after you wrecked Marcus's car, you wanted to jump off that bridge and end it all. If I didn't give a fuck about you, I would have told you, jump. You ain't got the balls. Jump, pussy. If I didn't really give a fuck about you, man, I would have never let you stay with me at Scotty and Mikey's. I would have never got Kelsey to come pick you up in South Carolina when you were homeless. I would have never fucking asked Kelsey and you to come pick me up all the way in fucking Moorhead City. And Kelsey, if you want your fucking money, I'll give it to you. I'm not a bitch like Robbie. I'll give you your money. Whatever. About being in Bentley's life. Don't fucking tell me what I feel and feel like, you bitch. I'm done talking. When I see you, I'll see you. Okay, that kind of sounds like I'm going to beat his ass, but I just... Robbie needs his ass beat in a reality check. And you'll be going to jail too, so you better not see me. You're being blocked now. Like I said, have a good life, Nick. So, people get out of jail, but you know... So, people get out of jail, you know better than anyone. (laughs) People get out of jail, you know better than anybody. That's funny. Yeah, I do know that, but what should hurt you is the most... Sorry, you guys. Me and Robbie, our grammar's kind of shitty. Yeah, especially when I get mad, my grammar gets really bad. Yeah, I do know that, but what should hurt you the most and make you stop acting how you are is for Bentley. Only reason I'm acting like this is because you will never be a good godfather to him and you only care about drama. So John Phillips will be his godfather. He will actually give a damn about Bentley unlike you. (laughs) I've never been around Bentley. So how do you know if I give a fuck about your son or not? I gave a fuck about you. When you told me I was going to be a godfather, I could have said fuck that. I don't want to be your goddamn godfather. The fuck I look like, Robbie? You know what I'm saying? You sound so stupid. You sound so fucking stupid. You can ask anybody what I have done for you. And it's not It's not about what I've done for you. Our relationship, Robbie, was based on loyalty. That was all it was. I'm not trying to sit here just because we have a problem and act like you're the bad guy. Let me tell you, I fucked up some. I worried about you more than I worried about myself. It was like I was trying to be a control freak father than I was trying to be a brother. So I'm sorry that I wanted you to be on the right path. Yes, I should have focused on my life and fixed my life first, but it's because I loved you and I wanted you to do nothing but the best, be the best for yourself. I was fighting depression, Robbie, and I didn't believe in myself, and the only way I was able to believe it was to believe in you. And you talk about I don't care about your son. You're fucking crazy. I would have hung up that phone the day Bentley was born. Don't fucking tell me I don't care about your son, dog. My life wasn't drama until you came back into it and looked in the look in the mirror before you judged me. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a son. Don't forget that. Yeah, because Caitlin, you would have never met not Caitlin, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Ross, and Marcus Carter. They went and picked you up in South Carolina when you were homeless. They're the reason you're in fucking 
North Carolina right now, my guy. You would have never met Kelsey Phillips if Kelsey Ross didn't come and get you. And you're sitting here treating Kelsey Ross and Marcus like they're dog shit. So, yeah, I'm pissed off about that too. If you, <laughs> if I was Marcus, I would have made your ass pay for my fucking car. But guess what? Marcus is such a nice guy. You're not even paying for the car. You fucking wrecked, you sorry suck of shit. Fuck you, dude. I would have either way. Laugh my ass off. You're so full of yourself, bruh. Like, for real, you look pathetic. You're just mad because you won't ever meet him or see him move. Uh, you'll never see him now because you're all about yourself. Goodbye. I said, fuck off. I said, I cracked a harmless joke. You took it personal. Not my fault. You said you were going to beat Matt's ass for what? Over a female? You see how silly that sounds? Nobody tried to rape anybody. and You, you shouldn't be throwing that word around. You got too much pride and you don't take responsibility for your actions. You act like you know what I be good at and you don't. But if you're going to be like this dude, then I don't want to be around you. One day you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror and see you're not the problem, not us. One day you'll look in the mirror and see that you're the problem and not us. You got too sensitive, man. I miss the old Robbie, the joke inside, not the bad stuff, but I can't get that back, so screw it. I wish you the best. I do miss the old Robbie, the funny side of Robbie, where he could actually take a joke. The guy literally had a mask on the back of his head, and we walked through fucking Raleigh with it. Nobody said nothing about it. Robbie was always so fun with jokes, man. Like, I tell you, anytime Robbie had a female, Robbie would change who he was. It Like, it changed him every time. Robbie was so scared of being alone that he would have to get in a relationship. It was ridiculous. Keep my son's name out your Fucking mouth, you low-life piece of shit. You ain't shit but a bitch-ass N-word. And put, and piss off. Because you hurt, you won't ever see him or meet him. So you have a fucked-up life, and I hope you burn in hell. Bye-bye now. Where did I mention his son at? He shouldn't have been around. Don't take responsibility for your actions. You act like you'd be good at what you do. Did that didn't he say anything about your fucking son? He was talking about you. I wasn't even talking about your son, so... You just went off and said, fuck your son, what's up? <laughs> I got under his skin by saying, fuck your, your baby is going to be, your baby's going to fucking burn too. Oh my God, I cannot believe that. Okay, so Robbie thinks that I want his son dead by saying, your baby can burn too. It was actually a saying that I got off of a movie called, uh, was it Legacy? Legacy or something like that? It was a scene where this old lady Gladys, right? She comes to the bar and she sits down and the waitress comes up, Charlie, she's pregnant, and she's like talking to her, being all sweet, and she's like, what about the father? And she was like, oh, he's not around, so don't worry. He's like, but it's going to burn. And then she was like, what'd you just say? And then the lady said, I said your fucking baby's going to (laughs) burn. That lady's creepy as fuck. And she was like, screw you, old lady, and walks away, and then Gladys is like cutting her fucking steak up, and there's flies all over, and she's like, oh, the little baby's going to burn. So that's why... (laughs) I thought he I thought he was going to catch it. He didn't catch the joke. I could see why cuz he's never seen the movie now, but I said come to Matt's crib and I'll be there today in a few hours. So if you have the heart to take any life pussy, see if you have the heart to take my life pussy. That's why you'll never have anybody but your fucking mom. You're going to be 48 years old living in your fucking mama, living with your fucking mama having to take care of you. Well, I'm 23, Robbie. Um, I'm 23 years old. I have a girlfriend that I've been dating for about eight months now, headed on to nine months. 
um, I live with her and her family. And yeah, I'm driving around a 2017 Ford Fusion white. So I guess I'm not living with my mom. I only go on my mom's house on the weekends. We go every Saturday and Sunday, and that's about it. Unless if my parents are on vacation, and then we'll go to the house and watch it. But I'm staying at my girlfriend's house. I'm in my girlfriend's kitchen right now. So, obviously shows you that you don't know Jack Squadly Deadly shit. <laughs> All talk as you are. Signed, sealed. Okay. The signed, sealed thing is when Matt called Robbie the night, because I told uh, Matt about the rape thing. I told him and Brandon, they both flipped out the handle. Matt was going to go fight Robbie, but... Their mom was like, if you take that car and you go fight somebody, I'm going to report that car stolen. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I don't know why he told his mom. He could have got away. He could have been like, yeah, we're just going to go to cookout and just go on and beat Robbie's ass and been done with it. But Matt was so mad that he ranted to his mom about it. Whatever. And so they weren't able to go and do nothing about it. But, you know, Matt called him on the phone and was like, bro, why are you talking shit for? Blah, 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 blah. And Robbie was like, signed, sealed, and hung up. And none of us know. I think Brandon said it was a song or something, some old, like, gospel song or some shit like that. I don't know exactly what he said, but he said it was a song. And I was like, it's not a hip-hop song either. <laughs> Bitch, I'll be 48 and still doing better than you. You still working at McDonald's. <laughs> this man bragged about being a manager at McDonald's. Oh, my God. What does this say? I'm done talking. Come talk shit to my face and not over the phone. No reply? Yeah, I'm expecting. Always soft. Go ahead and block me like the coward you are. God damn, I must have been real pissed. He said, go ahead and live your life. You get what's coming to you. Before too long, I'm not going to touch you because I value my family unlike you. Actually, I do value my family. Um, You're not my family, Robbie. You're not. You're a friend that I considered as family. There's a, there's a little bit of a difference. I do value my family. I value my mom. I value my sister Megan. I value Jimmy. You should have seen the shit that I bought Jimmy for his birthday. It was a shitload of stuff. It's probably the first birthday I ever bought Jimmy a lot of shit. I value my girlfriend. I value my family. I really do. The ones that I do fuck with, I value Drew. I do value his sons and his old lady, their family. So what the fuck are you talking about? You're just talking at your ass. Stop talking about your family and reflecting that onto me, my guy. Just because your family, you say you, you value your family, unlike me, but you just said, no matter how hard I try to have a brother relationship, a son relationship, a nephew relationship, or any relationships at all, it never works. So you're reflecting your self-hatred onto me. The bro- because you have a broken family, you want to take that out on me and say that I don't value my family. See how retarded you sound? Go ahead and live your life. You'll get what's coming before too long. I'm not going to touch you because I value my family. I like you. Oh, wait. You don't have one. Fuck ass. N-word. You ain't got no respect for nobody. And good luck with Tiana. That's about to get fucked up too, little N-word. Karma's a bitch, huh? You lonely ass. You lonely. Lonely lost soul. Normal uh, normal career ass. I said, you going to get. Or, I said, are you coming or not? He said, no rap. And then I said. You have to name him Bentley when you live in a trailer. Keep hiding, bro. You like you always are. Like you always are. Because every time Robbie gets in a beef, he hides in his grandma's house. And he's always like, yo, come fight me at my grandma's house. Whether it was me, Hunter, Matthew, or anybody else. He would always say, come fight me at my grandma's house. Even when this man got off a of house arrest, which he's off a of house arrest. He's been off since 2016. 
Why are you telling people to come fight you at your grandma's house? That makes zero ass sense. Like, you're a grown-ass man who's been to jail. Go ahead and fight somebody, yo. Like, if you're going to fight somebody, just don't do it at your grandma's house. You're definitely trying to get yourself arrested, too. Um, Keep hiding like you always do, bro. You all, um, If your heart was as big as your mouth, you'd be real. Ooh, that was a DMX line. I took that off of DMX's song, Bring Your Whole Crew. It says, if your heart was as big as your mouth, but you, um, if your heart was as big as your mouth, you'd be real, but it's not. So if you get knocked, you squeal. But I actually said, if your heart was as big as your mouth, you'd be real, but you're not. You ain't going to do shit. Only coming is my dick on your face. The only thing that's coming is my dick on my face. On dick on your, oh God, what the fuck was I saying? If your heart was as big as your mouth, you'd be real, but you're not. You ain't gonna do shit. The only thing coming is my dick on your face. Look, are you gonna pull up like a man, or are you gonna sit here like the coward you are and run your mouth? Don't waste my time if your little ass ain't gonna do shit. At Kinley, I pushed you barely, and you flew into Kelsey. Shit, you don't put fear in my heart. Like I told you guys when he said he wanted to meet me at Kinley 95 because we are both there. And Marcus and Kelsey's car passed Robbie and Kelsey. And they didn't even know that was Marcus's car because, you know, he got a new car. And then I hopped out of it and I ran up and I shoved Robbie for fun. And he ran into Kelsey and then I gave him a hug and was like, hey, man, I miss you. So I'm telling him, dude, I barely shoved you and you flew into Kelsey. Like, you don't even look around at your surroundings. I can easily just come up and sucker punch your ass and you wouldn't even know it's coming. Laugh my ass off, N-word. I live in a full house. Shows you how much you know. But you will be alone after today. Tiana is going to dump you and never talk to you again. You ain't been nothing but a piece of selfless shit. Actually, me and Tiana actually hung out after this, so suck a dick. And shit, I want you to... I, so, what do you say? You ain't been nothing but a piece of selfless shit. I wanted you to be in his life. I wanted you to be his godfather. I wanted my brother back. And all I asked was for you not to be joking like that. But you can't respect nobody. You're incapable of loving anybody but yourself. Even though my girlfriend's downstairs and we've been dating for like eight months. But I guess you don't know shit about that, you big dumbass. He also said, because if you could talk like that about a newborn baby, I can only imagine what you think of your own child one day. And by God, I hope you never have one because that kid will have the most fucked up life any child excuse me, any child has ever had. I don't have time for you. I just have someone else do the dirty work. Prison ain't worth missing my son's life over a bitch-ass N-word. And anyone who condones that shit you say about a newborn baby, they can burn in hell with you, heartless piece of shit. I said, you don't have time for me, but you're texting me. Don't you have little kids to touch? Okay. All right, I was fucked up. Robbie's, he's like on a borderline of being a pedo. And I'm not trying to say that this man touches young, young kids, but even like Montana, quite example, you know, she's barely even 18. She finally just turned 18 and Robbie's been messing around with her since she was 14. Yeah, Robbie's not much older. He's 22, but still like when he's 18, how old was she? Like 15? You know what I'm saying? And she's 18. 19, 20, 21, 22. So when she was 14, 15. You know, yeah, so when she was 14, he was 18 years old. So, yeah, he's been fucking around with this girl since she was 14. In the state of North Carolina, age of consent is 16. In Virginia, it's 18. If you get caught with under 18, then you're fucked in Virginia. North Carolina, they're very lenient. But, 
that's what I meant about the kids situation. Don't you have kids to touch? Because there would always be these girls. I maybe should I maybe should have said young girls. Because y'all are probably thinking I'm talking about like elementary school kids. No, Robbie wasn't that. Robbie just liked dating girls that were really young. Like anywhere from 14 and up. In between the 14 and 17 year old range. I don't know why. It was just, that was his main preference. I don't know. But they would always be so much drama. And I'm like, Robbie, their bodies haven't even fully developed, yo. They can hardly even drive. What the fuck is wrong with you? And, uh, yeah. That's where I made that comment. I have someone else do my dirty work for me. What a coward thing to say. Don't worry. If something does happen, you'll come with me. I'll burn in hell. I don't care. You'll burn from an STD, though, with all that cheating you're doing. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, coming from the jailbird. LOL. I'll laugh when the CPS takes your kid away. I don't love you. Okay, where were all those people at when you were locked up? Answer that. They lived closer than me. Okay, so... The, uh, your son should burn. Okay, that was just trying to get under Robbie's skin. Okay, um, I'll laugh when CPS takes your kid away. That was probably the fucked up thing that I said, the most fucked up thing. I take responsibility for that. And I have talked, I have talked to the baby mama, Kelsey. I've talked to her about it, and I apologize for all these comments that I said. I apologize for the burning comment. I apologize for mentioning her son in the first place. I apologized for the um, CPS comment. But I told her, I said, look, Kelsey, maybe one day you'll see Robbie's true colors. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be a year from now. It might not be two years from now, but you'll eventually see it. It took me 20 years to see it. And you know... You know, Robbie's a bad person when nobody around me respects him. Scotty and Mikey, they're the most respected people in the world. You know, they never said nothing, but when I told Scotty at his wedding that I'm no longer cool with Robbie, all he said was good. Like, damn. And he always showed Robbie love, like, you know, Kelsey and Marcus. Kelsey just pretty much said, fuck him. The same girl. Okay, Kelsey Ross, not... Robbie's baby mama, my ex-girlfriend, and his baby mama have the same name, even though it's spelled differently. So, Kelsey Phillips is Robbie's baby mama, the one I apologize to. And Kelsey Ross is my ex-girlfriend that went and picked up Robbie and allowed him to live with her for the time being. But even she's saying, fuck Robbie, like, screw him, he's a piece of shit. And, you know, she was rooting for Robbie to come back to North Carolina because... You know, we all hang out. We all hung out together at Fear Force in 2016, and you know, here it is, fucking 2019, and we're like, hell yeah, Robbie's back. But you just, you're immature, dude. It's so sad that I would sit around and be like, yo, I miss Robbie, but then when I get around you for like a week or so, I'm like, bro, I'm done. I'm done with you. You know, I need a break. You know, Robbie, you're a very smart guy. You're good at math. You could do a lot with your life, but you don't. You don't want to. Believe me, I've kind of fallen victim to this right now. I have no job. I'm living in my girlfriend's mom's basement. I'm talking on a podcast that's only paying me a little bit, at you know, once a month. Okay? I'm not perfect. But, but my morals aren't fucked up. I always got on you for not having a job and all that. Now here it is. I... I don't practice what I preach. 
and I'm sorry for getting on you for wanting to have a job and all that. I just wanted you to do better, you know? I just wanted you to do good, and then when you were taking care of Kelly Lawson's son, he wasn't even your son. Of course, you're too dumb to see that, but you still took care of him. I don't care what you have feelings-wise towards me, Robbie. I don't care. You push me to not care. I used to care, dude. You can ask anybody. I used to stay up late and think about, oh, man, is Robbie going to be good? When you got hit by that car because you got drunk at Heather Jett's house and you decided you are going to walk home and you got hit by a car, you're lucky that paramedic who knew who you were and he took that knife out of your pocket and tossed it in the woods because that would have been a charge on you for violating your probation because you're not supposed to have any weapons of any kind on your body at all. But guess what? You didn't even go to jail. I was going to come and see you in the hospital. I couldn't. You know, when you passed out on the porch... I was going to drive all the way from fucking Moorhead City to come see you. But I didn't have my car because you know it was that dark side. And you know it was that dark side because you and Kelsey are the ones that came and picked me up in Moorhead City. And y'all took me and you saw my car and you dropped me off. So you know that my car was there. That's the reason why. And you even told me it's all good. The bad thing about you, Robbie, is you don't like to take responsibility for anything. It's everybody's fault but yours. The reason why me and your brotherhood fell apart is because of me. Is what you always say. It's always because of me. What did you do wrong? I'll wait. If all this shit is because of me, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to ask you, what did you do wrong in our brotherhood, Mr. Perfect? You know what I did wrong? Try to make you better. Yeah, I bashed you a little bit. Do you want to go back to jail, dumbass? Yeah, you want to do this, do this? Why are you doing that? That's stupid. Why did you lose my dag on? Because you always made stupid decisions, Robbie. Like you, like missed my fucking, like uh, you lost my damn remote to my damn stereo. You know, you're stealing stuff from people. You're stealing from sheets after I told you not to do that. If you want beer, we can pay Michael and Michael can go in there and get the fucking beer. You don't have to steal it. Michael was drinking at that time, so he would have been more than happy enough to fucking go in there and get a case of beer for you. All you do is pay him and shit. You could be paying him with the money that your grand, uh, your not grandfather, but your stepdaddy could have been paying you for the construction work that you would have been doing. Eighteen dollars an hour. That would have been enough money for you to blow through alcohol. You know. But you're an alcoholic. You're in a functioning one, but you're an alcoholic. And you smoke a lot of cigarettes and you smoke weed. and I mean, I'm proud of you for like letting go of pills and letting go of cocaine. Shit like that. But smoking weed, I don't know how often you do that now. But I know you still smoke cigarettes, I know. And on top of that, you still probably drink alcohol. I never wanted to fucking throw you under the bus, Robbie. I just wanted you to do good. You know, I didn't want this to happen. Do you think that I wanted any of the beefs to happen? They were all stupid and childish. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you getting mad because me and JT Joyner are having beef? You know what I'm saying? Why are you even in it in the first place? Why are you worried about, you know, this, that, and the third? Like, women changed you, Robbie. You let women change who you are as a person. You give up on your friends and family. But when that girl leaves you, oh, I'm so heartbroken. 
and then you're like, oh, I'm sorry, family, for screwing you over, and then you're like, well, going to the next chick, fuck my family. It's like, you only care about us when you're not, you know, wrapped up in a fucking female. And that's why I thought, you know, this baby mama of yours would be good because she didn't seem like she was a control freak. She didn't seem like, you know, all up your ass 24-7, seven days a week. You know? You think I'm going to apologize to you? I will apologize to you personally as a man when you sit down and you apologize for everything you did to me. Everything. All the fucking heat that I had to take for you. What heat? The fact that you took my car without even fucking asking. Stole my car. Thank God you brought it back. Getting me caught smoking weed in my house. Getting in trouble with my parents getting grounded. You should apologize for that. You should apologize for fucking getting Michael in a car accident and nearly almost killing him because you couldn't make a right decision. Because you wanted to go get drunk at Caleb's house. I want you to apologize for the JT Joyner situation. At least your end of all the talking shit you were doing. I want you to apologize to me about the Jamie Bryant situation. About, you know, being in my fucking Instagram DMs. Like my Instagram comments talking shit. It's still there to this day. I want you to apologize for trying to ruin Kelsey and Marcus's relationship. Even though they're not together anymore. I want you to apologize for ruining Mar- uh, Marcus's truck. Even though he's not making you pay, I think you should still apologize. I think you need to apologize for telling me to burn in hell. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Okay, that's a little bit too sus. What else? I think you need to apologize for, to me for embarrassing me at Dark Side. For going and sleeping with Dana and going and sleeping with Katrina or Katrina, whatever her fucking name is. Yeah. And then doing all this other crazy shit. You know? I want you to apologize for, you know, ruining my relationship with the pills. Not pills. P-I-L-L-S. P-E-E-L-E-S. I want you to apologize to me for not allowing me to spend one last time with Aaron before he passed away. I want you to apologize for fucking just blaming me for stranding you at your grandma's house when that's where you wanted to be this whole time. I want you to apologize to me when you were homeless and I had Kelsey and Marcus come get you. It was actually going to be Scotty and Mikey, but I knew that they wouldn't want to come get you, so I got Kelsey and Marcus to do it. I want you to apologize to me for doing that. I want you to apologize to me for spending fucking $23 on your ass to bring the senior wallet from Virginia to South Carolina and then you ended up losing it. I want you to apologize to me for fucking getting me in trouble like staying out past curfew. I want you to apologize to me for fucking wasting my time coming to visit you in jail and writing you letters all the time and, you know, praying for you to get out. I want you to apologize for me for wasting my time coming in the court and then coming after court to come see you and wishing you nothing but the best. I want you to apologize to me for fucking just ruining my relationships. I want you to apologize to me just to apologize to me. There's so many more, but I just can't even think. There's so many on... I just can't even think of how many apologies that I need from you.
and you're not even man enough to sit down and tell me you're sorry to my face. You didn't even tell me you were sorry when we had the whole beef squashed on your front porch. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't even apologize for the whole McKenzie situation. You never was even going to fucking tell me that you slept with McKenzie. Why? Why? I don't care, dude. I don't care that you slept with McKenzie. But the fact is, you slept with a girl that was going to go tell Jay, and then all this whole drama situation was going to blow up. You knew better than that. I knew better than that. We were both at fault for sleeping with her. You know? But still. Damn near Jay wanted you to get arrested. (laughs) It's crazy. I want you to apologize for always trying to cover your ass when you did something wrong. Every time you fucked up and people came to me, I told them I would fix it. That I would help you. And that it won't happen again. You know what's really fucking sad? I'm supposed to be your fucking friend, Robbie. Somebody you look to as a fucking brother. And you know what? Every time something fucked up because your little asshole self couldn't contain your fucking dick or contain your immaturity, that whoop, when something happens, oh, Nick, you need to get Robbie under control like you're my fucking bitch. You know it's sad. It's sad. Everybody looked at me like I was your father. They looked at me like I was your fucking master. They looked at me like you were my bitch. Because we were so close. You know what's really crazy? I'm sitting here at a fucking mall talking shit to a guy I got in a fight with. Little sister. She running her mouth talking about she gonna get her brother to beat my ass again. Which she thinks he beat my ass, but he didn't. Um... And I'm sitting there with the homeboys, and you know, the girl behind her asked me, do you know Robbie Shaw? If she would ask me that question today, I'd be like, yeah, I know him, he's a bitch. You know, when you were about to get sit jumped by those six dudes, guess who came and was going to help you? Me. If we won't get jumped, Robbie, let's get jumped together. But I'm going to swear one of these motherfuckers is going to go home hurting. But you say nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. But you tag me in the brotherly post. If my brother got jump, I'm going to be the one jumping in. You tag me in that post. I did so much for you, Robbie. I never asked you for anything. Just your time and loyalty. What's so hard about that? I never asked you for gas money. I took you places that you would have never fucking seen in your life. You know what I'm saying? You would have never known anything about Selma. You would have never known nothing about Smithfield. You would have never fucking known anything about Darkside. You wouldn't have known shit about Harrisonburg. Yeah, granted, your job brought you to Charlottesville, but you would have been in that hotel the whole time. Guess who came and picked you up and let you travel around with him? I took you to Harrisonburg and everything else. Granted, I know a lot more now. Now that I've lived here for some time, I can, you know, I could have taken you to an axe throwing place. I could have taken you anywhere. But at the time, I really didn't know shit. You know? I took you over to Kristen's house, and then you tried to hook up with Brittany, even though I was going to take her to prom. Like, you couldn't even wait after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's disrespectful to me. I get it. You dated Brittany Tant before me. I get it. You dated fucking Taylor Mills before me. Sorry, I didn't mean to date Taylor after you. I wish I could have taken that one back. Wish I could. 
the Britney Tant one I didn't know until years later. I did, actually didn't know that one until last year. You know, a lot of things that you've experienced in your life, Robbie, is because of me. You would have just been in fucking Nash County or you would have just been in fucking, um, what is it called? South Carolina if it wasn't for me. I'm not trying to say that everywhere you've been in your life is because of me. No. You've been to Wilson. That's not because of me. You've been to fucking other places, and that's not because of me. I thought when we pulled up at the park beside the middle school, and I got out of my car with my piggy slippers on, and I walked up to your window, that me and you were done with the beefing. I thought we were done, Robbie. I thought we were done. I said, this is the last time we're going to beef. Because the next time will be forever. And you agreed to it. You looked me in my eye with those beautiful eyes of yours. And you told me that this was the end. And it's not. I'm so disappointed, Robbie. I know that all my friends are not fucking perfect people. They said they would have liked you if you would have not have been such a womanizing, cheating guy and fucking wasn't as immature. If you would have grown up a little bit and just be faithful to your old lady. See, if you would have been the Robbie that you were when I took you to Adventure Landing and when you played mini golf. If you were the Robbie that I took you with when me and Brent and you all hung out. That's the Robbie everybody loves. That's the Robbie that's hilarious that I became best friends with. That's the Robbie I liked. I give you props, Robbie, for not going back to jail. I give you props for that. I give you props for not beefing with me on the phone, you know, much. You just blocked me and been done with it instead of jumping on Facebook, talking, and us going back and forth, right? You ain't going to get no hitman to hit me off. You wouldn't You wouldn't do it. You couldn't live with yourself. Because after that dude hit me off, guess what? I want you to be there. I want you to look me in my motherfucking face and tell me you're sorry for killing me. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't pay somebody else to do it. And you couldn't do it your damn self. Because you know that shit would backfire on you. It's not hard, Robbie. And if you're going to talk about me being a shitty rapper. um, We can ask the public if I'm a shitty rapper compared to you. I still have that Hectic track up on SoundCloud. Anybody want to go check out the song Hectic? Go ahead. Tell me who's a better rapper, me or Robbie. We both got two bars, of, uh, two verses apiece. So you tell me who's worse, me or him. And bro, this was my generation phase. I'm not, I am not. wasn't even as good back then as I am now. That song, Hectic, was even before Generate, um, I mean, before the Success album, which was one of my worst albums ever. I feel like I did good in 2016, and then I fell the fuck off in 2017. And in 2018, I started getting a little better. 2019, I got a little better. 2020, I'm fucking fire now. You know? So all I asked, Robbie, was your loyalty and time. And after all this bashing, I do appreciate you for allowing me to meet Kelsey Ross. We're great friends now. She's got a beautiful daughter. Um, Marcus, I got to meet Marcus. So you have done good things for me. I would have never even met Kelsey if it wasn't for you. I'm glad that we had the time that we had together with her. And I'm glad that I had the time with her afterwards in 2016 when, you know, all that shit was happening when, you know, whatever. And I'm glad that, you know, me and her can be friends today and we can all hang out and do what we want and be cool when there's no attention or nothing. I I thank you for that, Robbie. 
I also thank you for coming with me to the NF concert and to all these other places that I wanted to go to, but I didn't want to go alone because Brandon and Matt couldn't go because they had school. And Sean, you know, his mom was really still on the edge because, you know, he was still in school. And also, you know, she didn't want him to be out late and all this other stuff. So I'm glad that you were able to come with me. And I'm glad that we had a good time, you know, dancing in an elevator in Crabtree, um, sitting outside my house in Bun Farm singing, Nick, Nick, Nicholas, Nick, Nick, Nicholas, and just having a good time. And, you know, at your mama's house with the bonfire and all that. And I'm glad that, you know, you allowed us to sit in the yard and fucking, you know, smoke weed and talk about life or sit on the front porch and laugh and have a good time. We have good times, Robbie. I mean, even at Dark Side, we had good times when you weren't fucking those girls. Like, I don't care that you're fucking them girls. Just don't do it at Dark Side where you can get us both, like, kicked out and banned. Like, if you want to take them back to a hotel, be my guest. I'll pay for the motherfucking hotel and you can smash them all night long. I don't give a shit. You know? You say these people care about you, man. But have I ever fucking came to you in a hotel and while you're at work I went and destroyed the hotel and made you had to pay for all the damages that I've done no cause I'm not a crackhead I've always brought the good out you and Robbie I've always brought out the good in you you always told me man you bring out the good in me cause I always saw the good in you Robbie you're not a bad person you just get so mixed up in the women and your feelings for them and it's like you worship women like, there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, worshiping your girlfriend or something, but, like, you're worshiping everybody that you come across that's a female, and you're just, like, saying, fuck your family and fuck you. Like, that's what you're pretty much doing. Look, Robbie, I wasn't the perfect brother. I was more like a dad. Hey, man, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. This is what you should do. You need to get a job. You need to get a car. Hey, when are you going to get your license? I was harsh on you. It's because I loved you. I wanted you to succeed, and I wanted you to felt what I felt when I got my car or when I got my license or when I, you know, got a job. I wanted you to feel that because even when you got a job at McDonald's, you were telling me all about it. Oh, this is how the food's made, this, 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 because you were so proud of yourself for having a job and being a cook, and you worked the long hours. I give you credit for that. How did that make you feel, Robbie? It made you feel good to have money in your pocket. And you didn't have to steal shit. You didn't have to switch your shoes out in Walmart. You didn't have to fucking steal beer. Or, or, oh yeah, you need to apologize to me for almost getting us both arrested and taken to jail at the Rocky Mount Walmart when you wanted to steal those little Reese's pieces. And we walked out of the fucking door and Glenn, the fucking, um, what is he, loss prevention officer, made us go into his office and then he, like, you know, was telling us about it. And then the Rocky Mount police came up there. And they were standing there in front of us, and I thought we were about to go to jail. And thank God, luckily, they decided not to, but they were talking about banning us from Walmart forever, which never happened. You should definitely apologize to me about that, because I almost went to jail and got a criminal record because of your ass. So you definitely need to apologize to me about that if you want any type of apology about your son. I've already apologized to your old lady about it. I'm not apologizing to you until you sit down to me. Sit down with me face to face as a man and you apologize for everything. Do I hate you? Nah. I did for the longest time. I did. But hating you is not going to get nowhere in life. I wish you the best. I do. I'm going to continue to hang out with Matthew. 
the guy you claimed that was a fucking raping girls. If that was the case, he'd be in prison, dumb fuck. Not in college. Um, I'm going to still be hanging out with Brandon. I'm still going to be hanging out with Michael Sykes. You know you ain't going to be hanging out with Michael, so <laughs> you might as well kiss Michael goodbye because uh, he ain't going to be hanging out with you. Um, Scotty and Mikey, you'll never see them ever again. You'll never fucking meet my girlfriend. I wanted you to meet my girlfriend. But at the same time, I don't want you to try to flirt with her because you're that piece of a shit. And I do appreciate you bringing Tiana to me. We had a lot We had a lot of good times, but, you know, due to distance and her being in college and I'm being here, or her being in Wilson, I'm being here, it just it doesn't work. I mean, she stopped texting me, and she's never texted me back since January, so... There's nothing I can say, nothing I can do, you know, it is what it is, I thank you for helping me with the Nick Adams music video, the happy birthday Nick music video of us going on the golf course and driving in the truck and all that, like I appreciate that, I appreciate you trying to tell your grandparents that I'm not a bad person and try to get me to come back over to the house. I appreciate you for being able to go with me to Fear Forest, the NF Concert, Adventure Landing, Crabtree Mall, you know, Triangle, Triangular Town Center. I just wanted us to have fun, Robbie. I wanted us to get out of Rocky Mount and just be able to live some, see stuff we never seen, like go to Crabtree like we did with Kelsey and Marcus, or go to Triangle Town Center, or fucking go to an axe-throwing place in Greenville, which I didn't know existed until Brandon McFall told me yesterday. You know, or go to Defy Gravity, or fucking go to, you know, Sky Zone in Durham, or fucking, you know, go to Smithfield and walk around the mall. You know what I'm saying? That's all I ever wanted to do, Robbie. All I wanted was from you was loyalty and your time. I never asked for money. I never asked for you to give up your morals. I never asked you to do anything. Just your loyalty and time. And you couldn't even do that. You're going to miss out on all the good things that are going to happen in my life, Robbie. You're going to miss out on all of it. Since I'm a shitty rapper and a terrible person that just bashes infant kids all day long. And I treat my friends like shit because that's how you view me as. It's okay, though. I hope you enjoyed the time that we had together, Robbie. I hope you enjoyed it. You say you wanted your brother back? <laughs> you don't. Because you'd be fighting your ass off right now to get me back if you really wanted me back as your brother. You'd be fighting your ass off. You're mad over some jokes because I, I exposed you for cheating, but you're mad about them. Fuck out my face, man. The moment I dropped you, Robbie, my girlfriend came in my life. We've been dating for eight months now. I live with her. She treats me good. She loves me. She cuddles me. She gets me through hard times. Stuff that, you know, any girlfriend should do. You know, I'm going to continue to hang out with my friends. I'm going to continue to keep striving forward. Yeah, right now, depression has kicked me down a little bit and made me lazy. Depression made me lazy. But guess what? I'm going to get off my fucking ass and I'm going to do what I want. This time, I hope my birthday, I hope I don't get a call, oh, Robbie's in the hospital on your birthday again, like last year. 
I wish you the best, Robbie. I really do. I hope you treat your son like the way you're supposed to treat him. Hopefully you treat your son a lot better than you treated your brother. I hope you do. I never wanted anything bad happen to you, kid. I just have faith in you. But I have none. You say I don't care about you? You're right. I don't now. The moment that you gave up on me is the moment that I realized you never gave a fuck. That you just used me for who I was. You used me for my money and my fucking people that I had around me. You should be ashamed of yourself. And Kelsey. Oh, I forgot one more thing. Um, I did hear what you said about the, when Montana was on the phone with you. Robbie, Montana was on the phone with you and you were talking to your neighbors and you're talking about hiding the body and you said Nick Adams. I hope you like your little diss record that happened because once she told me you said that, I dropped signed sealed right on your ass last year and it made a, even made a music video. I made a music video too. So I hope you enjoyed that. And Kelsey, hopefully one day you'll see what big of a piece of shit he is and that you're not going to need him. Just because he's the father of your kid doesn't mean that you need him in your life. He'll never change. And if he does, oh my God, that will be, that'd be the day. If Robbie changes and becomes the man that I thought he was going to be, oh my God, that will be the day. I will fucking kiss the ground. I will kiss and worship the ground that motherfucker works. I mean, works and walks on. But that would never happen. Alright you guys, there's a lot, little. there's like details and stuff that I might have forgotten because it's been so long. Y'all gotta think, like 20 years, that's a lot. And then I'm pinpointing out the biggest issues that we've had. You know what I'm saying? Like the biggest issues. And it's just crazy, man. Hopefully I covered as much as I can. And I'm telling the truth. Robbie will sit back and say, no, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. But most of it's on the internet, you can fucking tell it's the truth. Like, dead ass. If you even type in Nick Asylum on fucking Google, the first picture that pops up is me and Robbie standing outside at night in front of Michael's house waiting for him to come out. That's the same picture that I used for fucking Sign Sealed. No, I mean, sorry, my bad. That's the same picture I used for Hectic. Whatever, man. This is the last time. I think I have a song about you, Robbie. I'm speaking to your son. Um... I don't know the the title of the song yet, but I already had the lyrics and the beat, and I've already written it out, and now I'm just memorizing it. Once that song is released, I already got it done. Once I got it memorized, recorded, and I got it mixed and mastered, and I have it released, that's the last thing I've ever got to say about you, Robbie. This is the last time I'm going to speak on you, because after that song's out, because this episode of the podcast is going to be out first, and then that song's going to be out. Once that song's out, that's it. I'll never remember who you are. I'll erase you from my memory. I'll never remember you. Any time somebody ever mentions Robbie Shaw, I won't know who you are. I'll erase everything from my memory. I won't erase the people that you brought into my life, like Kelsey, Marcus, whatever, but I will erase you from my memory. It's for the best. I'm done worrying about you. I'm done stressing myself out, making sure you're okay. As if for right now, this is the last thing besides a song, which I already made the song before I made this podcast episode. 
So as of right now, I don't, I don't remember who you are anymore. And I'll never remember anything about you. Not the good, not the bad. I won't even remember what your face looks like. I'm erasing you 100%. I'll continue to talk to Angel, but I'll forget that she has a brother. I'll talk to Chris if I see him at that restaurant, but I'll forget that he has a nephew named Robbie. You say I'm a bad person, you say all this stuff, well, <laughs> you no longer exist to me. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, for everybody else that uh, listened to this episode, now all the questions y'all have ever fucking had have been answered. If y'all have any more questions, just let me know. Some of these stories, you know, they were, I was trying to get everything in the timeline, but it's kind of hard when so much has happened. You know, it's 2020, some of the beef had happened in 2013, and you know, squaggles happened in like 2016 and 2018. So, I mean, it's really hard to try to get everything compact, you know. But it is what it is. Um, I'm moving on with my life. I'm going to get my shit together, take care of my girlfriend, get me a house. You know, I got me a car right now, but I need to give me another job and give me a house. I need to do a lot of things so I don't have time to worry about people that are no longer in my life. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will catch you in the next one. Uh, actually, no, this was actually the last episode, so I will catch y'all in season three whenever that comes out, so stay tuned, you guys, uh, it'll probably come out in God knows how long, but it should be a lot better than season two, I'm gonna make it a lot more fun and, like, have more people on, so, yeah, I hope you guys have a good day, y'all stay safe, sorry for the long, drawn-out story. I know it's probably like over two hours long, but fuck it. I love you guys, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.